This challenge is too much. Come on, man. Really, Sebastian, I'm gonna smack you. Sebastian is cracking under pressure, and to be in this weakened state is very uncharacteristic for him. I'm just going to, to chill out because yeah, I'm like... No, but be mindful, you only have three hours like chilling out. So. Well, it is what it is. If you just have three hours and I'm not capable to finish anything, it is what it is. legendary fashion gauntlet that is Project Runway. I am Ernest. And I'm Naylan. <laughs> <laughs> and good morning to you. <laughs> good morning. Yes. So full disclosure, listeners. <laughs> leave that pause in there. <laughs> leave it in there. Because that's the state of things. It is, it is the morning of, it is Project Runway day. And that is Nalen Blake, who yes. is so gracious and wonderful um, to be joining me on some uh, jet setter jet lag. <laughs> 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 I am so happy that you woke up early for me <laughs> and mm-hmm. for this podcast and to chat about this amazing show. Yeah, Nalen, thank you so much. Sure, sure. Yeah. Um, I also thought this would be a really wonderful episode to talk with with you because it kind of feels like the designers are in their senior year or their last year of of grad school and it's thesis time <laughs> yeah it is kind of their thesis project right and it's yeah 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 um and we'll get into it so but listeners of course follow us on facebook at facebook.com forward slash the workroom for those who are still on facebook on Instagram at the Workroom Podcast and um, on Twitter. So I've been live tweeting <laughs> the episodes mm. and had a lot of fun last week. I didn't really, you know, announce it on the podcast because I just, you know, wasn't sometimes my schedule doesn't permit me to watch it live, but I had so much fun two weeks ago that I did it again. And so just to let everyone know, I will be live tweeting tonight. Um, if you're hearing this in real time or close to real time for the final show and I'm, I'm on the Bravo hashtag, which is just simply hashtag project runway. And then I've been putting the hashtag, the workroom podcast. So, um, is, is tonight the final show or do we have a two part, um, do we have a two part finale? So I'm not, okay. That's a good point. I'm not completely sure because usually they split it up for the meet and greets or the, the home visits. And then right. we have the Fashion Week show. But I'm afraid that tonight might be a huge episode. Mm-hmm. We'll see. But I'm kind of hoping they do split it up. Because then that means it's not going to be a three-hour show. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I think so. I, yeah, I hope so. Yeah. So so we'll we'll see. Um, yeah. So, I mean, either way. I, I mean, honestly, it's just been so much fun. There are a lot of people who are on Twitter who are watching the show. Nina tweets, Brandon tweets. I think Elaine sometimes tweets as well. And mm-hmm. um, on Instagram, I, I posted some tweet uh, two weeks ago from Nina shading Tessa. Um, and she did it again this last week. <laughs> <laughs> it's been kind of fun. 
Um, yeah, well, and and not undeserved, given the shenanigans of last week. Okay. Want to get into that, Nalan? What are your thoughts on that? Because it's been some time. So feel, please feel free to share anything, you, anything that you've been holding back or I've been ruminating about. Um, I would just say that um, the aesthetic of Wabi Sabi <laughs> is the Japanese embrace of uh, impermanence and, and transience and imperfection as it is found in things. It is not, it is not rusticated. Mm-hmm. It is not deliberately making things look unfinished. Mm-hmm. It is the delight in the fact that the um, that that uh, in a certain pot you might have rejected the thumbprint that the potter left on it, but in this you um, you delight in it, and you're because it it foregrounds the human element and the element of time, but. <laughs> It is not a thing that is deliberately applied. So I felt like Brandon's epiphany about like, oh, it's wabi-sabi. Also, there's some debate about um, a Western understanding of this aesthetic mm-hmm. because it really got its start with the publication of a book, I think, in 1970-something. Or actually, I think it's a little later than that, um, from, uh, from an American designer Huh. Um, and it, it, it was he, uh, an American designer and architect um, who uh, wrote a book called Wabi Sabi. Um, and that was the, the book that really kind of introduced the concept to the West. And so it's his take on what that means for Japanese people. Mm-hmm. But, um, but, you know, uh, yeah. That that is that's my first gripe <laughs> is that like Tessa's you know cultural appropriation is already a problem oh. just and you know in its interpretation of all of that but also don't just don't tell lies on your on you know your your client who mm-hmm. can't really say anything is like just locked in there that was terrible. Yeah, it, it, it was. And um, I, I, you know, I have to say that there, you know, the, the big reveal of her design, you know, philosophy of having anything to do with Wabi Sabi is just kind of, think, you know, it reminds me of last week where she really lied on her designer because she just kind of uses information and twists things and manipulates you know, different parts of, of truth and fact. And I used the word gaslighting last week. And because she, you know, this this whole thing about her her mother and um and 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 ceramics, I would I would mm-hmm. think that it is applicable to the you know the design philosophy or even the idea of wabi sabi, but in that specific mm-hmm. context and trying to transport to what she's doing and, and how she does this with, with everything where she comes up with this, you know, amalgamation of other people's things and mm-hmm. other people's thoughts and not really having anything that's very concrete. That's her own. Um, and, until, I don't know. She just, she just kind of, is just very, 
yeah, no, there's there's not a, there's not a lot going on inside or or in terms of substance. I mean, I get it. They all have a, you know a kind of limited experience. They have a skill set that, um, you know, that works for them, and probably they're also probably cast for a somewhat limited skill set. Hmm. Like you do, like like if you're a producer on the show, you don't want to cast somebody who can do everything right out of the gate because then you just know you've got a front runner who that there's no contest for anybody else. So, mm-hmm. you know, that's that's in part, um, and and what we always want to see is we want to see them there to grow. Right. So I guess the thing that's kind of irksome about her is a kind of resistance to growth. Like just kind of saying, you know, when somebody is saying like, no, no, I'm fine. I'm done. This is, I meant to do that. This Mm -hmm. is supposed to be that way. Mm -hmm. Um, And, and to the point where you are just um, actively lying. Mm -hmm. um, It's, it's unsavory. Yeah, yeah, it really is, and I, I, yeah, I mean, we we can get more into it because yeah, I, I can we can talk get into it because it comes up right way. away, right? Yeah, she she we start off with her in like just after right after judgment, and she's going like, you know, I get what the judges are saying. It's just that the things that I dream up in my mind they're so amazing and elaborate that they would take so long to make. And it's like, well, mm. Mm. yeah, no, I totally did. I don't believe that. Yeah. And also when you again, it's inconsistent with this idea of having a minimalist aesthetic. And I can understand. I can understand that Tessa might have been cast because she has shown that she's able to make beautiful, simple clothes. But mm-hmm. in that it also you know, I've had this theory in my head that it covers up the fact that she can't do much else. I mean, Garo has said it. Um, I think Sebastian feels it. He hasn't said it out loud. Right. But I think they all know there aren't. And, and again, Patricia brought this up on the podcast that you, you do have designers who are amazing crafts people and can, mm-hmm. you know, demonstrate very high end minimalistic design. And it doesn't cover up your your shortcomings. And I think that's what's going on with, with Tessa. Right. She can't exactly. do things. And she doesn't yeah. want to do anything elaborate because that's not minimalist. So, well, and, but also it's like, does she actually know how to pattern for something mm-hmm. that's fitted? Does she know how to... I mean, it does not feel like she has many um, garments in her repertoire. Yeah, yeah. Um, and, and and yeah, and and what happens this week is, I think, a real kind of warning sign for that. Yeah, yeah, definitely. All right. So, I mean, because as you know, they're waking up, they're having breakfast with one another. I think it's interesting that Garo is sort of warning her. It's like, please, Tessa, don't go down that runway with raw edges. Just yeah, just don't do that. Um, but in, in you know, yeah, instead of just kind of taking that in, it's met with resistance and excuses so yeah all right so yes and (laughs) and we get hester quite generously going like well i think tessa has a few different sides to her personality (laughs) (laughs) and and to some other folks that could come off as fake yeah it's like you know yeah yeah um 
you know, I think Hester has a lot more to say about mm-hmm. about Tessa. And mm. she's slowly, or the I would say the editors have slowly been revealing stuff like that. And it sounds like, no, but it, it definitely, you know, I, I think there is a lot of still some compassion for her because, oh my gosh, I'm sorry, Liz, we're talking so much about Tessa. But because there is this, at, at the same time, there is a resistance and there is just this blatant lying. I think a part of it is that she's just completely unaware. This is weird um just you know it's it's almost this this arrogance and this this sense of entitlement it's inherent so i feel like i've been around people like that where i'm just like i i'm just going to deal with um how difficult and fake you are because you really at the core i don't think have any idea how you come across mm-hmm. <laughs> so yeah so there's a little bit of that that's um i think a bit and uh not not endearing her to them but I think where Hester gives her a little bit of, of room. Um, yes. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So Christian comes in. This is right after the elimination, right after we lose Jamal mm-hmm. and Christian is congratulating them because it's final five mm-hmm. and they're going to get right into it. He lets them know they're going to meet Carly at the Riverside warehouse to get their challenge the next day. So um, I also will say that Tessa says, yes, let us all sleep so I can bring the passion. (laughs) I have to bring more passion. Let's sleep. So anyway, um, so they wake up at 530 in the morning. Mm -hmm. (laughs) They are so tired and delirious. It is, you know, is one of the worst things I think that can happen to people is waking up before the sun rises. (laughs) Mm -hmm. And, but Sebastian still has time to make himself a fancy breakfast. And, and yeah. No, go ahead. No, Tessa's, like, a, a, undone by the lack of milk. Bishmi is, um, you know, still has a quip in the quiver, like, in the morning. And making cracks about the bags under his eyes. Yeah, they're not Gucci or <laughs> yeah. Louis Vuitton or, or yeah. what was it, Chanel. Yeah. Yeah, they're tired, but, you know, I don't know. Bishmi is still <laughs> and, able to just to pull that out. Mhm. I do I do love like Sebastian at this moment goes like I feel like a kid in a candy store and then he makes this like completely weird like like a kid in a candy store who's been screamed at not to touch any candy or he'll be electrocuted because <laughs> he, he doesn't like make an excited or happy face about it at all. It's yeah. just like complete panic. <laughs> it's and also it's just like, if they have to wake up at five thirty in the morning, he's like, it's going to be a long day. It's like, yeah, yeah. It's barely light outside. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, we get some background on him. Mm-hmm. Um, everybody's heading out the door. Mm-hmm. Uh, they head up town to meet with Carly, and she has to remind them. It's like, guys, there are only five of you left. Did you realize this? And they're like, oh, yeah, no, we had no idea, Carly. Thank you for reminding us. Mm-hmm. Um, she also reminds them of the crazy prizes they're going to get. Um, so $50,000 for their own studio and then a priceless mentorship with the council or with mm-hmm. the FDA. 
Mm-hmm. And um, basically, like, this is high stakes. After mm-hmm. that, they're on to the next, which is, I think, to me, felt the most lifetime that Bravo has ever been in terms of transitioning between, you know, intro and challenge. So they lifetime it to talk about what this is all about. Um, and Carly launches into a little tiny speech about how designers these days have been combining fashion with art, architecture, landscape. Mm-hmm. Um, so basically, they want them to create their version of an experiential fashion show inside rooms that, that are inside the warehouse. Mm-hmm. And their um, their charge is to make something bigger and bolder than anything that they've ever seen because this is the last challenge before Fashion Week. Um, there'll be influencers there. There'll be mm-hmm. bloggers there. And uh, they get to pick their models. So mm-hmm. I feel like this is the first time we've seen a blatant advantage going to the winner from last week, who is Sebastian. Mm-hmm. So Sebastian gets the comp cards, chooses Mimi, and then he gets to choose who goes next. So he picks Bishmi, who chooses Aviana. Mm-hmm. Bishmi chooses Garo. So all the dudes go first. And then Garo chooses his model, Sarah. Then Garo gives it to Hester. And Hester, of course, um, picks her favorite, Fijin. Mm-hmm. And then Tessa, who gets chosen last, um, no surprise, chooses right. Nora. Right. Who says something about, like, last at the pick last for softball. Yeah. It's like, yeah, yeah you know, it feels great getting picked mm-hmm. last. You know, wonderful. I was like, do you yeah. really care, Tessa? <laughs> I don't know. I don't think she really cares. Um, anyway, so, again, this is a two-day challenge. They get to sketch for 30 minutes, and they also get a creative consultant who will help them put their experiential rooms together. Right. They also get the biggest budget I think they've gotten this season, which is $500. And yeah. that's just for the clothes, not for buying the stuff for the rooms. This is not top chef. <laughs> mm-hmm. They're not in charge of that. Um, which I think is, is kind of, I'm again, like this is stressful, but not so much. Like they're treating these designers really nicely on this version of Project Runway on Bravo. Mm-hmm. It's a little bit, um, this is a little bit like the open a restaurant challenge on Top Chef. Yeah, it is. It is. Like, and and I kind of wish that they had given them more time and had them, like, do the shopping. Like, you know, like to, to actually really kind of go through that. But yeah. Just as just as well, that would have been probably more more meltdown. Yeah, I think that's the artist in you. <laughs> <laughs> Make up a real Why installation. Exactly, which is like, like go out and shop. Come on, guys, you have your concepts together. But I mean, do you remember when they used to have those fights, or and I was just say discussions whether or not fashion is art? And I uh-huh. think this is very fascinating where they're making a clear distinction i think that fashion is not art (laughs) right and that these are not quote-unquote artists i guess yeah and so in my head yeah i I really was kind of like well wouldn't you want control over that anyway but Mm -hmm. um at the same time this kind of creates a little bit of another challenge where they have to collaborate with another person and so they've done these collaborations with you know on the gaming um 
on the game episode and gosh, I think there's another one where they had, uh, oh yeah, on the causeway, uh, mm-hmm. where they had people coming in to make their t-shirts and graphic designers. Right. So this is another one where they're working with another group of outsiders to collaborate on something that they have to kind of, you know, concede a little bit of control, which I think is, un- yeah, which is fascinating to me. Mm-hmm. So we get sketchy, sketchy time and consulty, mm-hmm. consulty time. Mm-hmm. Garo has done everything. <laughs> right. Well, I mean, Gar- Garo has the ability to apply his experience, his life experience to the task at hand. Yes. Right. Yeah. So that's so that sounds like he's done everything, but it's like, you know, yeah, like being it 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 makes sense if you're if you're kind of a club kid and you're kind of around the kink scene mm-hmm. and you can sew and make yourself useful that way. It's like, yeah, you're going to do all this crafty stuff. Like somebody's going to have an evening at a club and you're going to like make the environment for it as well as doing something else or it. So it's, it sounds like he has an answer for everything, but I think it's more (laughs) that he does that thing of like, okay, how can I make the challenge comprehensible to me in terms of what I know how to do? Yeah. And that's interesting because I do, and I, I, I joke about it, but every single challenge he's been able to do that and i also think that um oh shoot i lost i lost my thought no because he's i mean were you thinking about whose bracket he's in well listen and how much grief certain other people got listen so wait a early brag about your bracket because okay that's another thing so you have you have two people in the top five so you have garo and then you also have sebastian oh gosh do i i hadn't noticed i only have one patricio you know we only have one one person i it's i you know i i I, i'm you know flabbergasted that you brought that i mean i just it Flip my mind, this but is, go ahead. This is the one season. I'm gonna let you have it, Neil. I'm, I'm not gonna bring out my super competitive <laughs> assholeness. <laughs> I'm just gonna let you have it. <laughs> but I mean, cause like, the, I mean, the thing about Garo is that he he's annoying to me because not because he's on your bracket, but because for every single episode. Um, there has been a thing where he's been able to kind of curtail it, but I also think because he's been all in all of these crazy creative and um, maybe you know crafty situations, but you know, maybe not um, uh, particularly formal. But just he's it's he seems like someone who's very used to adapting and also figuring out okay, how do I get around this? He has a very unique experience in terms of anyone who's been on Project Runway, I would say, um, aside from, like, Chris March. So, like, this, mm-hmm. like, be, you know, using different things. And, and if you remember Chris March, he was like, well, you know, I'm, th- mm-hmm. I'm the the one who's made a whole outfit out of lettuce. But it's right. kind of not just that. Like, Chris was is very amazing at just doing crafts, but this, um, but having to adapt to, like, an environment that is um, – can be random or take you out of your comfort zone or, mm-hmm. you know, I, I think he's just, I've, cons- I've, you know, I, 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 I will give it to Garo that he's, mm-hmm. 
he's basically done all the challenges already. And and that reminds me that I have a totally unrelated piece of news. Oh, okay, um, sure. That is, I mean, not in, not entirely unrelated, but it came up came to mind when you brought up Chris March. Mm-hmm. So, um, so Ernez, you met um, Dusty. I did. Shoulders at at Craft Buddies, I right? Did. Yes. Um, and uh, and and we all worked together on some crafts. Do you know where Dusty was last weekend? Oh, no. No, I don't. So Dusty was hanging out with um, um, folks from season two, I guess, oh my God. at Austin Scarlett's wedding. Oh, my goodness. In Tennessee. Of course it's in Tennessee. <laughs> so austin scarlet got married oh that's amazing Um, yeah and uh and and dusty put up a photo of him and santino oh my goodness who was there because remember austin and santino had a show yes they did where they They had a makeover show and yeah yeah oh my goodness so listeners you have to know this but Austin Scarlet, of course, from season one, iconic, right. um, won the very first challenge um, mm-hmm. with his uh, his corn husk dress, and mm-hmm. then Santino, of course, from season two, mm-hmm. um, iconic. This is great. Yes. That's amazing. Okay, I'm gonna next time I see Dusty, I'm going going to accost them about this experience. Yes, <laughs> so many questions. Yeah, because Dusty is also in that world, like in that sort of costuming mm-hmm. club uh, world and like makes kind of fabulous things. Yeah. And, and we've and mentioned. Dresses yeah, go ahead. Fantastically. Sorry. Anyway. No, we've mentioned Dusty before because I would say Dusty is is like a, a what I didn't know that this existed, but a hot glue queen. Mm-hmm. So just an expert at using a hot glue gun. A I mean, maestro. seriously. <laughs> okay, so enough about Garo and how amazing he is, blah blah blah. All right. Uh-huh. <laughs> so we get a little bit of information about how they're going to structure their rooms. Um we also go into to Hester mm-hmm. who wants to make a Rococo forest. Right. So we get another uh an- another hint of Rococo, and she actually gives us a little bit of of a historical lecture about what it actually is, and they actually do show some examples of mm-hmm. um, Rococo in an architectural style. Yes, and... more accurate than than Tessa's wabi sabi. Oh my god! <laughs> recap. It really is. It's like like it's like okay. Yeah. Well, yeah. well done. I was I was gritting my teeth when <laughs> Tessa brought up. I mean, when when uh, Hester brought up. Um, Rococo, because I'm like, you know, everybody always throws all of these, you know, art historical terms in a pot and pulls out the one that they think means what they think it means. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, she was on it. She also has like, um, her consultant is clearly from like House of Sunshine. <laughs> <laughs> like, like, like she walks up to her and, um, I mean, I, I forget what her name is. It's like her name is like Mrs. Doubtfire or something like I, but anyway, yeah. it's like 
her hair is done up in a kind of, you know, um, wrap braid, and mm-hmm. she's got a jumper on and a print shirt that looks like Hester could have printed it. Yep, yep. And she has, like, unicorn-colored hair also. Yes, yes, exactly. Yeah. Um, no, it's it's kind of perfect, but also yeah. does a really – oh, actually, I, I, I reminded her, – her last name is Fallensby. Okay. Yeah. Yes, of course. Yeah. <laughs> Fallensby. But I think in terms of this whole mashup, they casted the very the, like the perfect consultant for Hester. Uh, uh-huh. Um, we also have Bishmi working with Erica. Mm-hmm. And um, so Bishmi wants to do something connected with Baltimore, which I think is very smart because he knows that this has propelled him to the top whenever he's focused uh-huh. on um, – Baltimore and I would say that his interaction with his consultant was very lovely because you know he's talking about Baltimore blossoms and this is he has a very strong concept very clear with what he what he wants to do so mm-hmm. um Gara wants to do something futuristic not so surprising no not at all mm-hmm. and uh kind of uh but but also kind of Retro in 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 a sense, so right. based off of the Jetsons. <laughs> yes. Um, Tessa is making a room about her mother. Mm-hmm. Because the judges are telling her to be more passionate, so she goes. So I'm gonna make a room inspired by my parents' passions. They are my passions. They are me, and I am them. That's it's, true. It's really creepy to me. I'm I'm also noticing that like her consultant is is like. <gasps> In, like, black jeans and top with, like, you know, a slightly uh, reveling in the imperfection and transient <laughs> haircut. And, and, a nice, and a nice neutral v-neck sweater. <laughs> I mean, when Tessa is bringing the color to a situation, then you know it's yeah. pretty bad. Yeah. Yeah. She. I mean, that's. I. I really wonder if they were. If. If they were like sitting back there, like, okay, we're just gonna cast, like, like, <laughs> like, like, let's, like, let's really try to find people whose visual style is just, you know. <laughs> yeah. Which I think is interesting because they're just like, yeah, she's wearing a really plain, like a like a slightly V neck sweater mm-hmm. with a black high neck shirt underneath yes perfect <laughs> just oh yeah yeah i love it um sebastian is uh thinking of a palace a grecian palace with yeah. huge columns yellow walls and purple floors yeah which is a just weird like they have in Gre- you know i yeah, mean i mean it's like it's like uh you know if you want to inspire if you inspired by the Lakers and by <laughs> you know the Pantheon that makes yeah. sense <laughs> yes exactly and his and and really what's going on is um he uh he gets uh Renato uh descent who's mm-hmm. um who is just all he wants to do is date Sebastian. 
if you look at his reaction shots, it's like, it's like, he's like, oh my God, you're he's adorable. Like, you're so I'm hot. like, oh what Greek, huh? What? What is that? <laughs> so hot. Look at you. Look at you, cutie, in your glasses. You said yellow and purple. Oh my God. Those are the, <laughs> the best colors to put together. Greek? That's genius. I'm not going to tell you anything is wrong <laughs> yeah. with what you're telling. And the whole time Sebastian's yeah. like, I don't know what I'm doing. I'm running out of ideas. Does this look okay? What about this? Without thinking about it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. So they say goodbye to their consultants so they can head to Mood. Yes. Where Christian is waiting for them to remind them, guys, this is the last challenge. You have a lot to do. You have to do something that's really buzzworthy so that everyone will invest in your future. This is mm. your last chance. Right. Um, so with that bit of encouragement and um, not at all, you know, a, a boulder of pressure, he goes in 45 minutes with their $500 without Swatch to go through I Mood. I know. I guess that's it for Swatch for the season. Yes. I'm a little disappointed. Um, also, and I just noticed it like Hester has two pairs of glasses. <laughs> like she's wearing a pair. Uh-huh. And then she has another pair tucked into her um tucked into her romper, whatever that is. You don't do that? You don't carry around like a a coordinating pair of glasses just based off of the situation and the mood and the light and <laughs> you don't have enough frames for that <laughs> no, no darling i have bifocals like an old man um <laughs> hester doesn't even need glasses i think that's what what, what you're pointing out here like she's those are prescription <laughs> actually the truth is i am for the first time in my life i'm gonna have like three pairs of incredible frames from lai works you... that i like picked out this past week i'm so thrilled um, so I, I would like for you to take a note from Hester, who is on my bracket. <laughs> I want, and, and wear them all the, at the same time. Yeah. Like just have just, them stuck onto my body at various moments. Just to see how it goes. Just, you know, yeah. be inspired by the light and, you know, <laughs> someone else's outfit. I don't know. <laughs> see how you can coordinate with her glasses. Yeah. Yeah. I've never had that many frames at once ever. I, I, it's time for me to change my frames. I've had this pair for way too long because if i find something that i like i just stick with it and yeah. it's always like a yeah. brown or black or something that's very neutral but yeah no yeah i think i think that's an interesting observation with uh hester so but yeah speaking of hester she's um looking for something that's red and white that she hasn't used before which is surprising because she's used a lot of red because and white. really what she's looking for is this is the same fabric that she won with earlier yeah but different kind of different kind of different yeah it's a more aggressive bonded bondage picnic themed than yeah. what she's done before which was i would say maybe holly go lightly picnic themed this is aggressive right <laughs> picnic this is, so she ends up with like orange gingham Rather yeah. than like, like red gingham. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, Christian is completely mortified by Hester's choices. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know what it is. She's over in the. She's 
she's like in the silk satin area. Oh. So that's like that's probably why she's having a hard time finding the pattern. Like I bet the other stuff that she was using was like a cotton. Yeah. I mean, right. Yeah, because the last, well, yeah, the last one she used that was red and white was, and they do a flashback to this, was more of a herringbone, but like uh-huh. a, a tiny herringbone pattern. Mm-hmm. And definitely that was probably cotton. Oh, you mean like a, you mean like a houndstooth? Oh, yeah, houndstooth. Yes, it was a houndstooth. So, so yeah, most likely not in that section, I guess, or maybe, right. yeah. Right. Um, Yes, and so we continue on to Tessa, mm-hmm. who, again, is being inspired by her mom um, and right. Wabi Sabi. <laughs> right. And, and, we get a, and we get a shot of her mom who looks great in, like, a, you know, a, like a, a brown uh, linen apron, maybe? Mm-hmm. Hard to tell. Um, and, uh, you know, holding, holding a couple of vessels. She looks fantastic. Yeah. Yeah. As a ceramicist doing mm-hmm. her thing. And it's just kind of, I don't know. I, I, you know, just in, in my head the whole time, I'm just like, can you leave your mom alone? <laughs> <laughs> just leave her alone. Let her be an amazing artist. Right. Um, but also want to point out that Tessa says to Christian, that she's not she's going to finish her hymns Mm -hmm. but she's going to make her look in a way where it looks unfinished right so right and and it's um and it's also like she says she's gonna make like a kimono oh right yes this is to me is like a garment that um carries an enormous amount of cultural import in in Japanese society. It's it's actually like very very complex. Mm-hmm. But it's also it like in terms of how it's cut, it's not that complicated. Like what's important about kimonos is the art of tying them and wrapping them and um and so i think a ton of designers like go to like i'm gonna make a kimono because it's like these very big flat pieces Mm -hmm. um and then totally lose it on the fact that you're actually supposed to tie them in a very specific way (laughs) and if you don't know how to do that it ends up looking like a mess yeah i mean we've seen a lot of like kimono failures this season and that's one of my pet peeves i and Again, I have nothing against peplums. It's just that they're used so often. And the same thing with Komodo this season. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, I think it's, you know, we've seen Leela, you know, make a very boring Komodo. Uh, mm-hmm. um, you know, Leela was on my bracket. And also Renee, who's also on my bracket, also made, a, you know, tried to make a Komodo. But yeah, it's, in, in a sense, it does make sense with, what she's trying to go for conceptually i mean mm-hmm. tessa i mean um but it, but it it's it there's a pattern with all of the designers where they're leaning on things that they've done before or things that they think are might be easy to execute there's just something very safe with that and she's right you know in my opinion since i think tessa is a straight-up liar <laughs> she's just kind of 
mm-hmm. you know, using all this information about Wabi Sabi very conveniently to do essentially what she wants to do, which is essentially, which is basically, you know, copy what her mom wears. Right. Um, and do what she's always done. So anyway, um, speaking of, I don't even know how to tr- transition into to Sebastian, but anyway, so Sebastian has no continuing idea. to freak out. Yeah. yeah. It's just like, uh, he's, in, he's being inspired. He says by something he made in the second challenge, because mm-hmm. that's the first time that he won. So he's leaning on his strengths in a way, but okay. But, but you know, the kind of the watery thing that he made um, during the challenge, the group challenge, where he also mm-hmm. taught Tessa how to make something that she tried to make last week. Yeah. <laughs> so it's very confusing, but, uh, you know, uh, but mostly because they're, they're recycling things. He's recycling things. I understand for, for psychological reasons, he's just having a bit of a panic. And mm-hmm. it's like, what else do I do? I, I'm running out of ideas. So. Yes. He has a really beautiful sketch, but but yes, it's it's uh it he is he is a little frantic. Yeah, yeah. I think Bishmi is also quietly freaking out. Um he's taking a risk by using gold lame, rose gold lame, which mm-hmm. he reminds us he also has used before unsuccessfully right. with the gaming character episode. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And if you look at his sketch, I'm, I mean, he's a super sweet guy, but it's like, how literal do you want this rose thing to be? Mm-hmm. I mean, there are some parts of his sketch that are just like, her body's a stem, and then like, there's this big, like, bunch of stuff over her head mm-hmm. that includes her head, and it's like, oh, please. Yeah, yeah. It's... At least he doesn't make the sheath green, you know? <laughs> At least he's like he's like keeping it all one color in the fabric, which is good news. Yeah, yeah. Um it's so interesting because it 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 is something that I think he really has gone with, especially with the whole like ruffled deal in terms mm-hmm. of its aesthetic or its relation to flowers and, you know, um, petals and things like that. Yeah, no, he, and, and it's interesting because his sketch kind of looked a little bit like the outfit that he did make for the gaming episode. Cause it, mm-hmm. I want, there is a part, of, there is a sketch that has pointy shoulders, almost like he was going to make that, or I think maybe was going to attempt to do a better version of that outfit over again yes and i was just yeah. like please don't do this like yeah what is happening everyone's doing something they've done before yeah um yeah anyway so father christian announces that they have two minutes left mm-hmm. just as kid sister tessa bolts up the stairs <laughs> right the right floor um, poor Christian. Christian is just yelling at them. It's like, guys, what are you? I don't understand the choices you're making. Um, he's very stressed out for them. Yeah. All right. Time to head back to the workroom. So they get nine hours to work after the whole field trip, waking up at 530 in the morning. They get nine hours. Mm-hmm. Um, we, you know, of course, get to see what they've bought a little bit of 
insight into what they're making. They're starting to talk to each other. And I love that Hester asks Garo, so Garo, tell me a little about what's going on here. And Garo goes, and I'm paraphrasing, I'm making the best thing I've ever done. Better than anything I've ever made. I'm going to knit a corset. I've sheared a sheet that I've been raising in secret in the back. And I'm going to make some yarn out of it. And I'm spooling it right now. I'm going to leather a corset. I'm going to, like, you know, I don't know. He's just, he's so, he's like the most confident person yes. <laughs> in the room. Um, So, yeah, yeah. We also have um, a little bit more from Tessa, who is proud of herself because she bought something shiny. Mm-hmm. And in my notes, I wrote, that's not a color, Tessa. It's just right. a feature. It's just an element. Um, but also she points out that Christian suggested that she add some lavender, which is interesting to me because I, I think she just she was wearing a scarf with all the colors that she bought. And I think Christian might have just looked at her scarf and like, well, that goes together. Yeah. I mean, if you look at the most of the fabric that she's got, it's like, oh, red clay. Mm-hmm. I get it. She's a, you know, yeah, it's she's a potter. She yeah. there's it's like the color of a particular kind of clay. Yeah. Um, you sound bored, Malin. <laughs> I mean. What what's the point at this point? <laughs> yes. Okay. <laughs> um. Yeah. So I mean, we kind of go around the room. Um. You know, Sebastian's got some double faced wool that mm-hmm. he's gonna stitch the hell out of that, and we have Hester who is devastated by her mood trip. She's like, "Oh my god, what happened at mood? I have to." really just kind of figured out because oh my god mood was such a travesty for me mm-hmm. which is we, we didn't get a lot of that because um, I thought she'd found the fabric that she wanted and I thought that she right. was in the section but apparently it was just a total yeah. disaster and she spends the entire first day making something up she she wore the wrong glasses <laughs> she had the other pair she, it was like you should have swapped out like you wore the glasses that went with your hair and you should have been wearing the other glasses she was wearing the wrong glasses that last time she's like oh my god i've been pining after this fabric for for weeks and weeks and weeks that's what she said she's like i have had my yeah. eye on this is it still here and i have to say and we both know this because we both shop at mood it's really rare if you see something that you like you better get it because yeah. so many people go into mood that yeah, it doesn't bolts... stick around no it doesn't and when she pulled that bolt out it was thin there wasn't yeah. a lot of yardage on it, and uh, but also that she didn't realize that it was more orange than red, mm-hmm. and it made me think like, yeah, what glasses were you wearing this whole time where that yeah. looked like red to you? But also, why can't you, also, you work with orange? <coughs> we also get something that I don't think I've ever seen before on this show, mm. where we get like a time lapse overlay. We get like this weird montage with her, where like the hours are flying by. Oh my gosh. So I noticed that I almost wrote it down my notes because that means there is a camera running 24 seven on just the clock. <laughs> or you have 
uh, or you have another clock like set up on the wall and somebody is like turning the dial from behind. Yeah, yeah. Like that that's a that could be like a second unit pickup thing. But it is weird. I never see them do that thing where like this is the language that we have to use to show that she's not getting anywhere and like mm-hmm. is under the gun. It's so weird and corny. Yeah. It's very um like kind of, you know, uh, B horror. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> because in my head, I was like, I think someone just put a camera on that or, you know, the whole thing in the background. Because they do this other thing with Bishmi where they they strangely edited in his worry, which I don't really believe. Mm-hmm. And it mm-hmm. and so the way they cut it was like, oh, and this is Bishmi. Uh, I'm the only self-taught designer in this room. It can make mm-hmm. me feel really insecure, but it was cut very Real Housewives. Um, mm-hmm. You could kind of tell that they were just piecing that together because I'm like, I don't think he cares about that. That's not a big right. deal. Someone asked him, and he was like, "I was like, I, I think he's he's okay." <laughs> mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I think that's really strange to kind of beef up a bit of this drama at the end because Hester's really feeling it but in terms of as compared to Sebastian she probably wasn't dealing with it as um obviously as he was so right. yeah how else you're gonna knock up a little bit of the the tragic decline there <clears throat> Sebastian is making the beginnings of a kini dress mm-hmm. but different but I, you know, had to point that out. Someone on Twitter very astutely um, did a side by side, because he's doing those those uh those arcs. And if you know, listeners, if you remember from the rainway, right. yes, from Keen the season, umbrella dress, yeah, the yes. umbrella dress. And so we've seen this shape a lot, but mostly from mm-hmm. Keeney, and mm-hmm. and now from Sebastian. Yeah. So. Yeah, Sebastian gave himself the other the the added crazy challenge of like this this completely heavy fabric, like basically what that that you would make like a winter coat out of, mm-hmm. and and then layering that onto like sheer <laughs> like completely sheer fabric. Yeah, just I that think has it was no structural integrity. <laughs> none whatsoever. I think it looks like mesh i think he said tool later on mm-hmm. but i've bought double face wool fabric from mood it is the most luxurious thing i've ever bought from there mm-hmm. and i use it to make a cape for winter uh-huh and yeah it, i mean it's warm as all get out because it's heavy um and and beautiful but when he was like yeah i've got this double faced wool and i'm gonna stitch through it i'm just like what okay all right and make these arcs out of it i wonder how heavy that dress is anyway mm. So, okay, anything else about this first day in the workroom? Nope, they run off. Yeah. And then we wake up with them in a car already. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes. And and if you do like a little freeze frame, like at 1620, we're hearing Tessa talk about like, oh, we're going to a museum or it's like room installations or something. Yeah. You actually get to see, if you look next to her head, um, how they're shooting a lot of this, yeah. which is which is like GoPros 
um, suction cupped onto the windows of the van. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, there's one in front of her. There's definitely one, you know, towards the front. And there's one in front of Bishmi, too, which I thought. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It was just so interesting because um, and also interesting that they showed that. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but also I have to point out that they're hoping that they're going to a place that's helpful for the task on hand. <laughs> it's like, right. are we going to talk to any installation artists? Are we going to go <laughs> to an exhibit and get some ideas yeah. about exhibition? Yeah. No. They're going into this building. They have no idea where they're going. They go up in the elevator. They have no idea what floor they're getting off on. And then it opens up onto the Council of Fashion and Designers of America. Mm-hmm. And again, great, wonderful. But is there a sewing machine in here? Is this a makeshift workroom where they can continue? That they bring all of their things with them in secret so that they could continue on <laughs> making their <laughs> garments? Because this kind of stressed me out um, because it's eating into precious time where right. they could actually be working on their clothes. Um, but I also think, you know, it's it's a wonderful opportunity to raise the stakes emotionally for them <laughs> and for us as viewers. Because while they're getting able to get a little taste of the prize and they're getting valuable FaceTime with Stephen Cole, the president and CEO of CFDA. I thought this was an excellent way for the producers to instill even more stress. But underneath mm-hmm. the gauze of just them, um, oh, my God, this is so exciting. Oh, my gosh, I can't believe we're here. This is amazing. This is very rarefied air for them. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, yeah, that's just. It's true. Yeah. And And I just want to point out, like, I know that she wears platforms a lot. But but really, Hester is the tallest person left standing. She's practically the <laughs> tallest person in this room. Um, I mean, and that's not saying a whole lot because because, you know, Christian is so twee. Yeah. But but it is like actually kind of amazing that she's taller than everybody else. Why? Well, I mean, at this point, um, it's it's her and um one other woman and mm-hmm. four men in the room oh yeah or five men in the room and she's taller than all of them yeah it's interesting because you know um garo and sebastian i never even really noticed how tall bishmi was mm-hmm. but it seems to me that everyone is at you know five four yeah <laughs> like everyone and then yeah. you have hester who's probably five seven yeah. Well, and and I, I think that that's actually probably says something about her aesthetic, which is so um, is so little girl or so kid mm-hmm. oriented um, that in part of it is like it's about disarming people. Hmm. Like I'm like a really big person, but look, I'm really like cute and it's all kid like and it's not, you know, I'm not threatening. Hmm interesting yeah no that's kind of fascinating huh huh all right um yeah but i mean just in general too about this time at cfda Mm -hmm. and also um with with christian um who you know 
underscores that this is a very rare and special opportunity. And of course they should trust him because it took him a long time to even get in the door. <laughs> uh-huh. But they're reminded of the mentorship. Um, Stephen Cole kind of talks about that. It's um, something that is curtailed to them. That's going to be um, customized to their needs, which is really, really wonderful. But Overall, for me, I, I thought it was just nice having Kristen there with them, not only as a mentor, but as, as an alum from Project Runway, mm-hmm. who is the major success story of the show. Um, there have been, a, there are other successful um, designers who have come from the show, but but Christian Siriano is by far the most famous and mm-hmm. obviously the most visible since he's been on this um, on Bravo two point on two on, on this new version of Bravo. Um, yeah, yeah. But anything sent out to you during this interaction? Uh, they all get a book. Oh, yeah. What What do they get? I don't Actually, know. I didn't Some, even write that down. You know, anything around, like, if you look around the walls of the room, there's all of these different books, like fashion designers, at, American fashion designers at home, <laughs> or fashion designer travel. It's like, that's one of the things, clearly, that, um, that, uh, CF, DA does is, um, you know, come up with these publications that kind of promote the work of its members. Mm-hmm. So I'm sure that the book that they get is some more recent version of that. Okay. Very interesting. Um, yeah, no, I think this is really, this is the first season where they've really involved CFDA. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, you know, also, a shout out to Brandon Maxwell. <laughs> so, you know, they mentioned CFDA um, in terms of Michael Kors, of course, when Michael Kors was a judge because uh, prior to a season, he uh, had gotten this honorary award. And so um, Heidi started started introducing him as CFDA award, um, you know, awarded designer Michael Kors, blah, blah, blah. But the um, the annual award ceremony was a couple of nights ago, and Brandon Maxwell won the award for Women's Wear Designer of the Year. Oh. And so I put up two very amazing videos from, um, from that evening um, from his acceptance speech because it was just very moving and wonderful. But also just in the midst of, you know, in, in terms of this show, now they have now, to me, Brandon is truly a little tiny Michael Kors, <laughs> <laughs> and they're going to have to start introducing him as CFDA Women's Wear Designer of the Year, Brandon Maxwell. Anyway, mm-hmm. so wonderful. So yeah. Yep. Um, anyway, so so they go back to the workroom after visiting CFDA and eating mm-hmm. up some precious sewing time. And uh, I have to point out that. Tessa starts doing something really strange, which is just kind of sucking up to Garo. I don't know what was going on, but really? just energy-wise, she's just like, oh my god, Garo, what are you making? This is so cool. Is that what I think it is? Oh, it's so Lady Gaga. It's so Madonna. It's so Cher. And Garo's like, you mean all the people I've already worked with? No <laughs> doubt. I was like, yes, it's the best thing ever. He's like, well, yeah, duh. I don't know. It was a very interesting interaction. Mm-hmm. Between the two of them, and very complimentary on Tessa's end, but of course, I think everything she does is strategic. So yeah, yeah. All right, so Christian rolls out from CFDA. He had his 
they he they left him at CFDA so he could have his little membership meeting mm-hmm. <laughs> with the president anyway, and rolls in and you know I think definitely Christian has noticed this but contributes to this as well, but the designers are particularly on edge, um, yeah, and Christian is particularly nervous slash worried slash scared, mm-hmm. and um, I think any bit of help he gives during his critique sessions kind of sets everyone off or um, pushes them deeper into their spiral in a way. Yeah. All right. So shall we start with Hester? Yeah. Um, she's making Christian nervous. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, she's kind of making me nervous too. This mm-hmm. is like, like, we heard her talking yesterday about some clear plastic thing with like chiffon in it or something that she was going to make. And now she's like kind of, um, you know, she's, she's pinning stuff onto the mannequin. It mm-hmm. seems like things are not fitting together. Well, it seems like kind of a mess mm-hmm. and Christian like says something about it. And then, um, she runs over and like grabs a pair of, he mentions that the bodice looks really similar to last week's bodice. Yeah. Yeah. And so she like runs over and like grabs a pair of scissors and just like cuts it into a heart shape while he's standing there. <laughs> and I feel like immediately here, Christian's like, Oh wait, I'm influential. Did you just do that because of the words that just came out of my mouth? Like, it freaks him out. Oh well, it's totally an aggressive move. I total like. I have to say that there are times. I've this is like one of the times when I've related to Hester the most. <laughs> when it's when someone's like kind of on your back, you're like deep in your head, you're trying to figure out what it is that you're doing. Yeah. And someone is like, "Well, what about this?" Or there's this part of it, and 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 you just go like, uh, "The." Okay, fine. Is this what you want me to? You want me to uh, look? I'll just cut it. I'll just cut it now. Fine. Is that it? Is that better? Is that what? Is that more like what you want? Is that different from last week? And Ed Christian really, I think, catches the aggression of the move and is like, "Wow, whoa, you're doing that. You have a pair of scissors in your hand. Yep. Like right now. Yeah, yeah. And he's like, "Okay, well, I'm gonna leave you to it. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I mean, because and she does it so quietly. It's not. And I wouldn't even say quietly. She kind of stomps over and gets yeah. the chalk and marks up it, marks it up. And Christian's still going. I, that's it. That's interesting because it, it, you know, on second thought, it's it's a total power move. And you know, she's just marking it. And she's like, nope, nope, I'm going for it. She does it again later on. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I think it's I think it's one of those things where when you're when you're really frustrated and you're you know, you have this kind of anger at the situation. Yeah. But you just kind of like turn it into a kind of frantic action. Yeah. Yeah. Um, okay. So Christian scoots away from Hester and her shears. Yeah. She's cutting the crap out of her bodice now mm-hmm. and goes over to Tessa. Yeah. So I take a look at 2128. Okay. All right, I am almost there. 
All right. What's going on at 2128? All right. At the modernized kimono, is that like a... So, like, what's that top part of the garment? It is like a damn orange sweatshirt with, like, her, like, that sort of black and white tweedy fabric that she has kind of, like used as a lining or rolled mm. underneath on the cuff it's like yeah <laughs> it's like you had that. you had five hundred dollars and this is what the hell you are making she spent it on clay colored hammered wool because you know that's i mean what is that, that is. okay it, so it is hammered wool it's not that's it's all not she buys like okay yeah no I, I, but right. you know but in a way that black and white fabric it looks like a boucle. So there is uh-huh. <laughs> that is something that Mood I think always has, which is a black and white boucle. Right. And I and I, and it is in that area with I think I bought when I bought the double face wool, I also bought a boucle. But it it that's definitely what it is. Um yeah, and also that wool is expensive. So she probably spent everything she had on that and then yeah yeah but right. it does look cheap it looks like the ill-fitting shirt she had on last episode you know yeah. she's wearing this sheer black thing that was falling off of her shoulders all the time she's always pulling on it and and i'm just like that looks just like this the, the shirt you had on last week that was right. also terrible um yeah yeah it, it's 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 weird and also i have to point out that you know last week she refused refused to make a dress right and she's easily making the skirt that she cut up last week right but just in this hammered wool not in 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 um uh oh shoot not chiffon the other thing that she just kind of just you know starts with a g I right the name of it but um yeah, it's it's just a it's a well as Christian puts it, it's confusing, but yeah. I would say it's confusing on many levels. It's confusing as in terms of the silhouette and what she's actually going for, and yeah, that that boucle, it's just a weird fabrication. It makes no sense. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know. I we can talk a little bit more yeah. about it. But and Christian is kind of talking to her like. <laughs> Sorry. Um, you know, it's like, it feels a little messy. There's too many things. It's like, you know, <laughs> like, do you ever at all listen to anything that I've ever <laughs> said to you? Because if you had, you wouldn't be doing this. And she just like nods and smiles. Yeah. No, she doesn't listen. She doesn't. Oh, my yeah. God. She's just such a lost cause. And I and I really appreciate Christian. And he, I think for almost everyone, he goes around and, and tells him, like, listen, um, he does this with Sebastian later. Just, you know, uh, he pushes them towards a cumulative um, consideration of everything that the judges have said. But you have mm-hmm. to be someone who's open to criticism and and, you know, willing to change. Like you said, like she's right. not willing to change and she's also misunderstood a lot of their criticisms, just like other delusional designers in the past, are like, oh my God, like they said that, like Rakan, like Rakan is probably the most delusional 
designer mm-hmm. of the season was like, oh my God, they said that I need to work out of the box. And they're like, no, Rakan. They, they, they're like, don't use Lycra. It looks cheap. I was like, oh, because it needs to be more out of the box. Like they didn't even say those words. Right. Rakan. So for her, uh, it's just like um, a, 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 an empty wall, just, just a wall yeah. there with some sort of simul- simulation of a human mm-hmm. expression. Um, all right. <laughs> that's, uh, uh, and her tattered mess. So we go on to Bishmi. Mm-hmm. Bishmi loves a pointy bodice. Yes. So uh, he's abstracting a rose out of concrete. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And uh, not unlike that song, um, there is a rose in Spanish Harlem. Oh, yeah. That Carol King wrote. Yeah, but this this time it's there's a rose, and in, in BC in Baltimore, I don't know. Yes. Rose Lemay rolls. Is it a Rose Lemay <laughs> in BC? <laughs> so I love Christian, who's trying to wrap his head around Bishmi's room concept, and so he's mm-hmm. like, "So it's okay. So it's basically gonna be like a street." Is it? It's just a street, like a corner, mm-hmm. or are you going to be in the middle of the street? Mm-hmm. Is there like a fire hydrant? Graffiti? Mm-hmm. Like, okay, mm-hmm. all right. Um, because Bishmi is going on and on and on about all these things he wants to add to it. So he wants to make a column. He wants to put a split in that column to break up something else that makes no sense. Then he wants to put a bunch of ruffles in some places because he's known for ruffles. And then he wants two peplums and like a square. And mm. Christian, I think very gently talks him down in a way that I, I just really have appreciated about Christian because it's clear that he understands um, Bishmi's aesthetic. And again, like this idea of restraint, like don't, don't pull a Vinny, don't add some feathers, just right. listen to what the, what the judges have said to you again. And since your room is going to be pretty busy, you know, you want to, you don't want to add too much to it because you're already doing something very interesting with the concept and with the silhouette. I just was like, mm-hmm. thanks Christian. Um, next we have Sebastian. Right. And uh, this is a point where, you know, we've been seeing Sebastian go around the room and saying over and over again, he doesn't know what he's doing. He's like, I don't know. Right. I don't know. I don't know. Um, and even though Christian is uh, complimenting him, I think Sebastian takes it as an excuse to kind of unravel a little bit more because mm-hmm. he points out that his kini dress is gorgeous, but it's just a little front heavy because all of the kini parts are on the front. The balance is off. Right. So play with the proportions, you know? Right. And then he asks him, asks him again about his room as well. He's like, so what's your room about? Oh, it's yellow. Purple floors? Oh. Yeah. Um, so what is she doing in this room? Is she, what is, she, what is oh, she doing there? And Sebastian. It's so painful. Yeah. Because you see Sebastian on the verge of tears. Yeah. In yeah. the reaction shots. Mm-hmm. Like he really is about to cry right in Christian's face. Mm. Mm. Yeah. I mean, because he asks, he's like, so what's going on in there? And Sebastian, I think can only match like, she's just hanging out. <laughs> she's just hanging out. And Christian's like, she's just, just hanging out. Right. Really? Right. 
Um, yeah, because I think of all people, it's like Sebastian's like, I can't, I can't do anymore. I can't, I can't yeah. worry about this and that. Why are you asking me about that room? I don't care about that room. Well, and also it's one thing to say, play with the proportions, but like, look like when the, the technique of the shape of the dress is like a very basic sheath underneath. And then all of the shape comes from like sewing all of these individual triangles. Then when you say like, change the proportions that means like so an additional like 500 triangles that mm -hmm. you're then going to move around or how do you actually like do that yeah you know and i think that's partially what sebastian is up against is that he's going like like i gave myself this task that makes it that i'm just committed to this no matter what i can't it's there's very little room for adjustment mm. yeah yeah, that's exactly what I felt when, when Christian said that. So kind of nonchalantly, um, yeah, just play around with it. And it's like, look at look at it. You can't play with that. It's yeah. so, I mean, in terms of the balance, like he's, he was probably, he's probably working really hard to keep that balance. And, I, and in a mm -hmm. way, I think very few people probably would be able to understand just how difficult what he's trying to do is. Um, mm -hmm. yeah yeah all right next we have garo mm -hmm. who's annoying and smart whatever because it's you know his I, I mean again it's like he has a thing that he does yeah and he and he sort of speaks about everything in relationship to that thing right and there are times when it works and times when it doesn't yep you know <sighs> so it's not He's he's not like weirdly like it feels like the interaction with Christian is kind of like, all right, I get you. I get what you do. I get what's going on. Any big problems? No. Mm -hmm. OK, fine. Moving on. Right. You know, exactly. Yeah, because I think Garo, again, puts this all into context. It's like, you know what? I'm going to show them what they can see in a collection of corsets. Right. It can be worn with another corset or with jeans or with a corset dress or with like corset right. sleeves or a corset necklace. It just, he's, yeah. But making it super chic. Um, yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. All right. So it's time to fit the models. Mm -hmm. And then they also have time to go with their models to the warehouse to check on the, um, the condition of their rooms mm -hmm. and the progress with their, their creative consultants over there. Um, yeah. So, I have to say that Bishmi has the most adorable secret handshake with his model, <laughs> Aviana, even when she's not his model. So they do this. They've been doing this handshake for weeks. Uh -huh. <laughs> and so finally, you know, um, he's working with with her this week. And again, he tries the understructure of the dress on his model, but nothing else. Mm -hmm. And um, this is a little bit out of order, but Christian is kind of buzzing around the room and just being a little gnat in people's ears and goes mm -hmm. up to Bishmi. It's like, yeah, so is it done? Is it fabulous? Are you amazing? Is it wonderful? Is it great? He's like, yeah, I just did the understructure of the dress. And she's like, oh, but what about the skirt? You know, when I did a skirt and he's like, I don't have a skirt. What? You have wings, but you don't, you don't have a skirt. Where's the skirt? Right. I'm so nervous. Right. I'm scared. So yeah. <laughs> um, but Bishmi seems fine. Um, 
I would say even after, I think how he's approaching is, is really interesting. He's like, I didn't feel safe in doing all this work mm-hmm. until she got here. And I, I, you know, he seems to be okay. Um, yeah, but I also, I have to point out the whole, like, Tessa commenting on Hester because we also have, we have a, like Hester who I think this is, this is the, the next um, moment where she evokes a, 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 I call it a gasp attack from Christian mm-hmm. um, where I think he just walks up on her and she's cutting into it. Like she's, it's not fitting Fidgen. It's right. too big. The bodice that she's made. And so she just cuts that up without mm-hmm. thinking about it um, and uses the time to essentially redrape the bodice on Thijin. Right. Um, yeah. And I have to say, so I wrote this on Twitter and I just copied and pasted it because this is how I felt all the time because Hester. So Tessa's like, Oh my God, Hester has all of these grandiose ideas that she just can't execute. And I was so upset. So I tweeted, unlike Tessa, Hester right. has these grandiose ideas that she struggles to execute on her own in the time right. allotted. Unlike Tessa, Hester doesn't have to employ Sebastian to sew her things when she is mm. unable to execute her grandiose ideas. I was like, sit down, Tessa. Anyway. <laughs> right. Instead of having a bunch of mundane ideas that she can't execute. Right. Exactly. Oh, my gosh. Anyway. <laughs> yeah. There's a Yeah. Uh, just also want to point out, this is another pair of glasses. <laughs> it's a different pair of frames that she's wearing today. Thank you, Nayland. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just, I'm very conscious of this these days. Um, also, again, congratulations on having such amazing phrase. I can't wait to see them in real life. I have to say. Oh my it. God, you will die. I, I am waiting. I am looking forward to it. Hope you got really crazy colors did you get crazy Mm. colors there's um there's there's a pair that is uh that is colorful (laughs) okay um i might post pictures of it if you'll let me so all right so next we have sebastian Mm -hmm. um yeah sebastian i uh, yeah so sebastian is is spiraling some more mimi his model looks extremely worried um, mm-hmm. because he's just basically going, I hate this. I, I, I really just hate it. And I think that's all he's, he's able to say is that the, he hates right. Like, well, and you can also see the way that it's pulling from the shoulder. Like, like, and, and that it's sort of pulling Mimi forward. Mm-hmm. It's, it's, te- it's, tough it's an intense dress yeah and it's very again it's teetering on the edge of impossible to me right so yeah it's he's given himself a, a crazy challenge yeah um all right so now they had to the warehouse with their models and get to see you know works in progress um how are things going mm-hmm. um for the most part um, I would say that so Tessa and Hester really love their rooms. They're having a they're, they're great reactions to it. It's 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 them. But we have a little bit um, of a of a shift for for Bishmi and his creative consultant Erica. 
um, right. who, who made the room. I mean, the room looks like like a city. It looks amazing, but it's yeah. a little bit too much. Yeah. Yeah, which I thought was interesting. So Bishmi goes in and makes an executive decision to tell Erica to, to rip out all the work that she's, she's done, um, make it more gray, <laughs> abstract it a little bit more, and uh, yeah, let's 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 get together. So that was tough to watch. <laughs> for me. It was, although it is exactly that thing of she she gave him just what she wanted, mm-hmm. what what or or what he wanted in the consultation, mm-hmm. but you can tell that it's going to overwhelm the dress. Yeah, that it would overwhelm any dress. Yeah, you know, it's not um, it's not a frame what yes. they made yeah it is, it is and, a form and he needs solution. it to be more of a frame right exactly um and there are other situations where it is very uh overwhelming but it kind of lends to it and so we have hester whose person um full umbel i forgot her name but mm-hmm. kind of fills it out with lots of greenery um it's looking very rococo and over the top that's mm-hmm. exactly appropriate for what she for what she needs. Um, also, at this point, for some reason, I just have to point out not for some reason. I just have to point out that Thijin always looks amazing when she comes into the workroom. Yes, and she was wearing this beautiful Ankara fabric dress that mm-hmm. when I first watched this, I was a little delirious and thought that she was wearing Hester's outfit. And I was like, oh my god. Hester bought Ankara fabric from Mood. Is this okay? Yeah, but... it was like, and and also thinking like, wow, Hester got it together for, for all of her meltdown. <laughs> Hester got it together fast. That doesn't look so bad. I, I had know. the same thing for a second. Yeah, and I was like, oh no, that's just what Thijin walked yeah, in is with. Wearing. <laughs> yeah, which which looks amazing. <laughs> so yeah, <laughs> and I'm sure that Hester is also like, God damn it, like, <laughs> like why. You know, um, although I will say that, like, going back to um, Jamal's thing earlier on, mm-hmm. like, like, Vision is really looking like a, a Kehinde Wiley painting at the moment that they put the frame around her. <laughs> you know, it's like, in that environment, it's like, oh, yeah, that's what Jamal wanted to make a while back. Oh my goodness! Yes, oh, so perfect. There's so many things that were aesthetically pleasing about that. All right. So, and then we also have a really, um, a positive thing going with Garo, because right. it's it's looking very, very Jetsony, very, yeah. um, you know, they use the, the magic word campy, and yeah. he asks for real arms to come out of these holes to to give his model things and to kind of have this effect of oh yeah in the future when you're getting ready in the morning you just kind of have these robotic arms coming in and give you pearls and necklaces you know things like that um i thought that was really really wonderful also it's all white (laughs) Mm -hmm. and so the, the the next problem that we're having oh yeah tessa's pleased with her room too yes yeah her dress is gonna get dirty so as a working potter's wheel oh yeah it yeah yeah her mom would be proud. I'm hoping. So, um, yeah, they really did give Sebastian. I mean, uh, this guy <laughs> is so amateur hour. 
Like, oh, I don't man. care. I don't care that somebody said to you purple walls and and Greek columns. These like these flowers look ridiculous. Yeah. Like it is it it is. So it is bad. So a little description of what is actually happening. This dude went to Blick and got some paper, folded it a little bit. Like some construction paper. Yeah, the like the cheapest paper you could find maybe at Blick, but probably, yeah. you know, you could also get that from CVS. And um yeah, made made the type of flowers that you make in second grade for art class. Yeah. And then he was also to tether them to the columns, outfitted them with this crazy thick rope. I I mean, I don't know why that is in the, I don't know why that rope is in there. It doesn't make any sense at all. And I, I don't think that it's really sticking the flowers to the columns, but but still it doesn't it's incomprehensible why it's there. Yeah, yeah. I mean a lot of it Meanwhile is... the guy has this grin on his face that is like Hi, it's you again. Did I do good? I, I you know, spent an extra a half an hour at the gym getting that little <laughs> extra little bit of pump for you because I knew I was going to see you today. <laughs> Renato. And, and Sebastian is just like, yeah, he's just like, do you like it? Do you love it? Isn't it yeah. amazing? And yeah. And just like in a regular Greek temple, I have like a mid-century <laughs> yellow... <laughs> armchair and lamp i mean it's yeah it's it's devastatingly bad yeah it's so terrible there's no it's so matchy matchy in the words of nina and and you don't have to be an installation artist you can you can just be you know an amazing designer like sebastian to look at that and just be like oh my god this is well it's to the point where it feels like is this like a deliberate like under undermining like what's going on here i also sebastian is immediately like can i talk to you in spanish yeah like what the fuck dude <laughs> like like because because <laughs> this is this is some really i had in mind a greek palace like what part of this and and the response is like once we add more columns and mirrors we're gonna have even more reflections and the columns will look multiplied. <laughs> like, oh my god. god. But and then, you know, so the camera kind of shoots around the room and we get to see like those horrible elements, like the yellow chair and this yeah. stupid pillow. There's one pillow there that's got yeah. silver in it and turquoise. Yeah. It's just like the smattering of color. It's so literal. And you you kind of I don't know, in in Sebastian's um, shoes, I can kind of imagine what it's like to look around and to see everyone else's room. And he also states it's like, you know, he does, he didn't yeah. really know what he wanted. But I think probably in the back of his mind, he's thinking it doesn't really matter because I'm not the expert here. Renato is. So I'm going to tell right. Renato what is it I want. I'm going to give him some colors. Like, I don't know, yellow, purple. Right. And then see what he can do with it. Columns. But Renato... We don't really now we're we can question where where did you come from? Who cast you? Did you charm yeah. someone into this job? Yeah. Did you yeah. take off your shirt and just be like, Hey, I'm perfect for this <laughs> job? And I speak Spanish. 
take a look at this Greek Greek palace. Yeah, right exactly. Here. Like, look at this. It's the. I mean, yeah. <laughs> I yeah. Am, yeah. And, and then it's like, Sebastian's like on his like trying to get away from the encounter. He's like, okay, great. I'm 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 sure you'll be able to do something with it. Goes to give him the fist bump, which Renato is completely confused by. <laughs> so he shakes his hand instead. And Sebastian's like out the door he's like ready to yell yeah i mean i have to say that so speaking in spanish and also i'm just like why did y'all do this in the first place but he is very nice about it Mm -hmm. and not forceful enough because he's like i need more things and and i think the way renato uh responded was very much like used car salesman's like oh no or um Again, like a little, a little unaware, a little, little mm-hmm. uh, too impressed with himself, and and not really understanding that what he's done is so unpleasing, or just the person your client hates it so much. Again, mm-hmm. I'm just like, I think Renato might be a personal trainer, and like a CrossFit gym, not a creative person at all, because he's like, oh no, don't worry, it'll be great once we have the mirrors. We're not going to add anything that you that you really want. I'm just going to add some, you know, crazy, like, you know, I don't know, interior decorating tricks. Uh-huh. Um, yeah. Yeah. Anyway. So, of course, Sebastian leaves. Sure. And has a full on panic attack. Yeah. And I guess like where they're doing. So so where the workroom is and where this warehouse is are the same complex of buildings. It looks like because. It. Because they seem to be walking back and forth between them. Yeah. This is the moment where it kind of confirms to me that they're at the Navy Yard. Oh. Because oh, the Navy okay. Yard has a ferry, a ferry dock, or, you know, where right, you can right. get a ferry. Yeah, yeah. And also, like, this humongous warehouse space. It looks very, um, I, I think they might be at the, Na- at the Navy Yard in Brooklyn. So. Right. But also, um yeah, no, we, we get this shot of Sebastian just sort of stomping back to the workroom and yes. announces to everybody, the producers, the camera people, the craft table person, that he's going home. The gaffers, yeah. <laughs> sewing machine. Yeah. And we see the crew. Like, they're not ready. They're not ready. They're all kind of standing around. All the production is in the back. Um, and uh, yeah, and what I thought was really interesting at this breakdown is no one stops working. Right. Caro, Bishmi, no one stops working. They're just like, Sebastian, no. Right. No, Sebastian. And I think they cut to everyone except for Tessa. <laughs> everyone kind of chimes mm-hmm. in a little bit, it's including Hester, which is, you know, she's like, Sebastian, are you freaking out? Me too. Let's talk about this. And Sebastian's like, no, I'm, I'm leaving. I'm going home. Serious. Like, right, and has right. like, I want to go home too. No, this is, you know, it's yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, but I think that's because, you know, I think in, in a way they all knew that he wasn't going to leave. They just, he just needed to get this out. Cause there's just, yeah. there's just no way. Yeah. I do love, I do love that Carol's like, seriously, dude, I'll hit. I'm just gonna smack you. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's yeah. like the, it's like the, it's like you're hysterical. Get over it. I'll hit you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> but I, I, I love the tough love from from Garo. Um, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, so 
but that's exactly so what happens is you know sebastian it doesn't get to a point where girl has to smack him in the face right but he drinks some water i think he might have eaten some food and then um sat down a little bit but then takes his ass back to the workroom table yeah grabs all of his fabric and he heads back to the sewing machine yeah all right so after that freak out it's the end of the day and they're heading back to their penthouse um everyone is so drained so tired but um we instantly wake up with them for the next morning and i i have to say i love this edit because it really is emphasizing how exhausted they are um, mm-hmm. Again, they're waking up before the sun is out. It's so unfair. Um, but yeah, but anything about this time in the penthouse before they head back into the workroom for their last day? Um, I don't. I mm, n- no, I don't think so. Mm. Nothing. Was there anything that like leapt out to you? Well, only because so, and this is something that I, I also wrote on Twitter. <laughs> okay <laughs> because they're just like oh guys this is a momentous occasion this is the last day it's the day of the runway the right. last that's true yeah but also tessa is like i would love the chance to show the judges what i can do in a collection and i'm like i don't want to see a collection inspired by your mom it's art right. practice <laughs> like it just you know not nothing about who you are it's just about your mom and how great of an artist she is again like leave your mom alone mm-hmm so that's the only thing. All right, so they're back in the workroom. Yep, it's raining. Oh, and yeah, it's 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 pretty gloomy out. And but Christian has a wonderful announcement to share. So before they go over to the warehouse, he has to say that the, a very special person will be joining him. His dear mm-hmm. dear friend, or at least. According to like Christian's probably thinking like I think she said I can call her friend now like mm-hmm. we hung out once I think and she's just like okay we're we're, we're friends now but I, I don't know if I could say that on television but I just said it anyway so did that designers um my best friend Cardi B is gonna so, be there yes so it's a, so it's um yeah it's like rising fashion icon there is a great moment where Christian's like drawing this out so much that there's like a cut to Bishmi going like speed it up <laughs> like like who is it like get there because it's kind of like oh my god she's someone that I met yesterday mm. but she loves me and I love her anyway but yeah no they're yeah, yeah. so Cardi B is the special guest mm-hmm. <laughs> and rapper and- <laughs> yeah, I mean, also, that's like a Christian's wearing like a really nice jacket. Oh my gosh! Yes, please describe this jacket. So it's a kind of hunter green jacket with um, with what looks to be um a very uh why a, a very big window pane plaid maybe. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, that's composed of these, uh, of like a sort of a narrow, almost like a regimental tie stripe. Oh. Uh, it's really, I, I, it's, it's a, uh, it's, it's particularly fetching. 
And, you know, I wonder about this because Carly Kloss wore a similar, not a similar, but she wore a plaid outfit. And I, I didn't point this mm-hmm. out because she actually looked really great in it, but it was inappropriate for the challenge. So that's probably why I didn't think of it. Mm-hmm. But um, she was wearing this plaid suit where the, um, the stripes matched up from the collar to um, the shoulders in a way where it's like, holy shit, that costs like millions of dollars. Right. Like whoever designed this. And yeah, no, I, I, I know the plaid on this season is just out of control. What people yeah. are doing a plaid right now, it's great. Yeah. Yep. Shout out to JCRT. Yay. Great designers for all your plaid needs. So we hear Cardi will not be a judge. Mm-mm. Hester is like, I don't even want to deal with this. It's just one more thing to be worried about. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm a mess. And in come the models. Yes. Models come in looking amazing on their own. <laughs> Mimi's wearing yep. this like chap looking thing. I don't know. There's just something that's barely covering her hip bones. It's really, really gorgeous. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, so they get to their last minute stuff. And um, Christian is sort of being a buzz. Um, buzzing mm-hmm. around the workroom as always and has this interaction with Tessa where um, he's noticing that her hems aren't or her edges aren't hemmed. <laughs> right. And is like, yeah, so what about these edges? She's like, don't worry, they're going to be hemmed. He's like, oh, in 18 minutes, you're going to have all these edges hemmed? Okay. And just like walks away, buzzing along um, to people like Garo, who I think has yes. probably been able to deal the best with christian's buzzing because girl's at the sewing machine and christian's like you have 10 minutes yeah garo's Um, garo's done more like garo could get high and come down in 10 minutes (laughs) he's so efficient so amazing you do everything he's just a super designer whatever he's great well i mean just i i think you know it's somewhat used to pressure What's weird, like you, we see a cut, a cut to Hester, and Hester is kind of doing, making like this weird skirt that is, in some ways, like, like what Gara was doing, sort of. It looked to me like, like upside down. Well, I'm not what yeah. Gara's doing, but but what um, but what Sebastian's doing. Yes. Like it's this weird triangle skirt it looks super messy anyway yeah yeah and she's kind of frantically putting her stuff together and again again confused by what Thijin is wearing and what Hester has yes. made for her because she's yeah. not done with her bodice but Thijin's wearing this bodice already that kind of matches and I'm like can yeah. you just have Thijin go out with what she came in with I know I know as a top it looks so much better than what you made Hester um, cause Hester is just like trying to fit it onto her kind of aggressively. So like puts it up and she almost pushes her backward, but yeah. I thought the skirt was looking Jamal ish to me. Oh, maybe. Yeah. Yeah. With the, with the draping kind of like a better, you know, like, like a better yeah. Jamal, like, well, not, I shouldn't say a better Jamal when Jamal's doing his best. Like it looked like, like a Jamal drape yeah. exercise. So, um, yeah, yeah. So so we also have Bishmi who's trying to figure out how to get his wing or his flower petal. They're calling it a wing, but it's, it's I, in his head. He's probably calling it a flower petal, um, trying to get that to stand up and it's not working. So Christian suggests that he sew it into her hair. Yes. 
And at the um, end, she gives him permission to do it. Yes. And uh, you know what? I'm realizing that Christian's jacket doesn't have plaid. It just has that very narrow stripe. I was, I would, like, seeing it in close-up, I thought it was plaid. But yeah. it's actually just nicely striped. Right. But it's, like, the plaid My stripe. My bad. Yes. It still counts, Nalan. You're fine. <laughs> no need to apologize. <laughs> I it, totally agree with you. It's the morning, <laughs> folks. I was on the West Coast. Not to go on about my glamorous life. Oh my gosh, Nayland's anyway. so fancy. <laughs> so fancy. <laughs> also, okay. I'll just say you're out in LA for a big deal and we won't announce it yet, but for for a big freaking deal. So anyway, ah. yes. Um so yes, Bishmi is sewing sewing his uh yeah, that's some that's some RuPaul's drag race oh. stuff when you're like sewing your garment into your model's hair. Yeah. Yeah. And I and I kind of appreciated that, you know, she was game for it. She's like, no, just put it in yeah. there. Just it's all right. Because it because the hair and makeup doesn't happen the way it usually does. And we also, again, won't have a, a, a runway. It's gonna be an experiential fashion show. So they have to do the hair and makeup in two parts. So in the right. salon, but also finishing them up in the warehouse in the insulation. Yes. Yes. Um so they get them in place, they're mm-hmm. like spraying stuff. People are getting, like, you know, blush and highlighter on their, you know, whatever, mm-hmm. on their clavicle. Lots of shininess happening. Yes. Um, and so it's time for the party. Yep. <laughs> so we have all these, like, great panning shots of all the models being featured yeah. in their experiential rooms. Um, we also have, a, I want to point out Sebastian, the rope is tied around the columns inexplicably. And we're, we're all, we're all ready for the fashion press, the influencers, the mm. bloggers, and also shout out to my friends who got to go. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I know some people who were actually there for the taping. Um, and so, uh, you know, they're oh, not wow. watchers of project runway, which is. Uh-huh. hilarious because I was, you know, I told him, I'm like, oh my gosh, this last episode, they're just like, oh, did you see us there? And I was like, no, I actually didn't. So you won't see them, but they were there. Okay. <laughs> I'm just shouting them out. Um, we have our normal judges. We have Elaine, Walter Roth, Nina Garcia, uh-huh. Brandon Maxwell, and then we have a couple of, you know, guest judges. No big deal. So, of course, we already know about Cardi B. Right. Um, who does her bird call. Um, and then we also have Linda Fargo, who is a fashion director of Bergdorf Goodman and uh-huh. as Carly describes her, ambiance expert. Yes. She understands about making a retail environment experience. Mm-hmm. Again, knocking it out of the park with these guest judges. Thank you. Project Runway, Two Point Bravo. Mm-hmm. Um even with Cardi B being there, I'm just like, this is the second to last episode. Let's hype it up. Um, it's a party. And also Cardi B is having a moment. We all know this, but in terms of fashion, um, has been, again, just mm-hmm. all a dazzle. She, okay. Mm-hmm. All right. So how should we go about this? Because this is not a normal runway. <laughs> Do you want to go? Yeah, let's go from person to person. And um, we'll kind of well, have... we do have they do all get like little interview segments, right? right because right. I guess what happens is they split up into two groups. Yeah. 
the the groups then like look at the individual um setting in uh at different times and then they discuss with the designer like what's going what's going on there right 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 so maybe we should you know we could just like talk through all of this um just as they get to an individual designer okay yeah let's do that um because the first person they um go to is bishmi and Mm -hmm. um again so he explains his concept to the um the first set of judges that um descend upon him and that is Mm -hmm. brandon linda fargo and nina garcia so that they're a group yes and And can we just say, um, this environment looks much, much better. And it's not like it totally got rid of the street thing. But, like, going in and putting that, like, gray wash, it has basically the same elements that it had before. But it's just toned way down. Yeah, yeah. I was really satisfied with this room. Because you still have the brick. But it's sort of like, (laughs) you know, digitally, if you think about this, she basically lowered the opacity of the background yes. so that it's not as there, it's not as much color, not as much contrast that's taking away from the rose gold color. Um, but she kept like the graffiti elements and all these other things that were just very appropriate and mm-hmm. just, just kind of beautiful. And also I don't, I don't know if it was the same with all the other rooms, but there is this lighting in there that I thought was, I think the best out of all the rooms, the way this particular room was lit, I thought mm-hmm. looked great. And of, of course the shininess of the lame helps, but I, I just really thought it was just glowing all over the place. Yeah. So, um, you know, they're, they're talking with Bishmi. Um, they're saying it feels a little basic up front. Mm-hmm. Brandon's a little tired of peplums mm-hmm. from him. Mm-hmm. It is, it is very similar, um, to what he's done, you know, previously. And I have to say that I got into a Twitter meme off with Bishmi. Yeah. Because I made that comment on Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> I base I said just in in a in a moment of stress of high stress I was like oh my gosh they could knock him for this because when Brandon said yeah no it's kind of elementary and I thought yeah I totally agree that the you know the the peplum just and also in terms of what we've already seen from him it's getting mm-hmm. a little redundant they didn't even talk about the bodice but yeah. I brought up this looks very similar to the teacher outfit you made last week yeah. And so Bishmi responded with a meme that was like, uh, 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 not even. And then I wrote back, yes, even. Um, <laughs> but don't get me wrong. I thought your outfit should have been in the top two last week. And I personally, it personally was my favorite dress from last week. But then he came back with another meme and I had to come back with another meme. And so we like, we went back and forth like a few times. Oh my god! And I was like, but it was all you know, in good fun, all lighthearted, sweetness and lights. Is that what it is? Sweetness yes, and yes. Whatever, sunshine, blah blah blah. And <laughs> <laughs> it was probably the most fun I've ever had on Twitter, but also the most surreal because I was like, oh no, right? So you're following this hashtag, and <laughs> I said something right. mildly right. critical, but also I was really worried because it looks just like last week. 
mm-hmm. then they also do the flashback of the other time he's used LeMay and there's that bodice again. Yeah. So very fair points here. Mm-hmm. Um, I have to say that I love that Linda appreciated his point of view though. Just, I, for her, mm-hmm. I think she's okay with a little bit of redundancy because mm-hmm. that's very commercial also. Right. Yeah. Of yeah. course. Like from a retailer point of view, you want it to be, uh, you want a, a customer to be able to come in and see the thing and be like, Oh, this is this. Right. And that this is who this is. Right. You know, Buy and blah, blah. And you know, this right. definitely looks like a, a Bishmi. Um, yeah. And then on top of that, I think Bishmi sort of won the whole competition when he admits to Nina, he's been holding this back, but he admits to Nina is like, uh, so, and this is also a response to Brandon because Brandon says something very wonderful about like, we've seen you bloom in a way. And Bishmi's like, oh my gosh, you send my heart all a flutter when you say nice things, Brandon, because I care what you think. And then Brandon's like, oh my gosh, thank you. Usually people say that about Nina. They're all intimidated and they're all clamoring after Nina's approval. And he goes, well, actually, Nina... I call my mom Nina. And so I have the name Nina tattooed on my neck. And so mm-hmm. look at your names on my neck and Nina's face. <laughs> right. It's like, bitch me. I think you should have pulled this on day one. <laughs> she was so smitten. And I'm like, this is, this is the, the happiest I think I've seen Nina mm-hmm. <laughs> ever. But also bitch me is just such a freaking sweetheart. Um, and definitely won them over. Um, right with all of this so um ready to go to garo yeah all right what did you think about this um he's on your bracket smart 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 (laughs) sarah's intergalactic changing station yeah um which tells you everything you need to know about the room Mm -hmm. um and uh and in terms of like the design of the space is super smart. It's like there's little bits of color that are used. Um, but every time there's color there, it's sort of framing what's going on with the dress. Yep. Yep. Um, the whole thing is kind of built on this idea of changeability and being able to use like portions of things. So the idea that it's like a changing station mm-hmm. ties into what like the dress is. Or that, or that the separates are, mm-hmm. um, and those separates actually like look like they kind of go together and make a look, and yeah, yeah, yeah there are there's there's arms coming out, you know, in terms of the um, the mechanics of it, or the I would say the kinetic energy of it. They have mm-hmm. these arms coming in, so they've paid people back there to hand her her jewelry or her bracelets and mm-hmm. even, and so the, the dress is doing something really interesting. So on the cheat sheet, Oh, I'm so sorry, listeners. So there's a cheat sheet with all of these visuals on it. I, I totally forgot to uh, prompt this because this is so um, unusual and how they're doing this. So, so if you're, if you want to follow along, um, click on the link in your cheat sheet. And I want to point out that on the cheat sheet, her peplum is pointed down like the larger peplum, but it, it is right. reversible or I would say, um oh gosh i don't even know like it you can mold it so that it's you know facing upward almost like a shell like it's it's like a like a clam shell yeah the the boning can flip up or flip down yes and so you can see her if you can 
enlarge the photo of her in the room of the installation shot, um, the lines kind of mimic what she's like her, 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 her shell. Like she's sitting in yeah. uh, essentially a clamshell. Um, and I don't even know how, I don't want to know. I, but it's, it's happening. I, maybe it's a happy accident, but how they designed that to, to really mimic those lines Mm-hmm. is really wonderful it, it goes really well matches mm-hmm. yeah but all right so what did the judges think about this um elaine thinks the fabric choice is smart mm-hmm. um Car- you know carly loves how can you, you can convert it into things so she's like yeah. yeah and i think she wants to say that it looks a little costumey but it's mm-hmm. like when you take off all of this other crap, it looks like something you can actually get at Bergdorf. <laughs> right, right, exactly. <laughs> but um, I think it's always a good sign if Elaine really, really likes it. Yes. So, um, no one's, no one's tired of the corset. Right. Just me. Um, but yeah, yeah, it is very meet the Jetsons and. And still, I think his fabric choices were really smart. I have a feeling it looks like wool. Or maybe not. Uh, mm, maybe. It I could, don't know. Yeah, it could be wool. But it's expensive. He yeah. he spent $500 on that. Um, Yeah. All right. So we also... So, the, so I think... I don't think Bishmi got um, a second visit. But Garo got a second visit. Right. Um, so first, the you know, so we we know who the groups are. So Nina, Brandon, and Linda make a round with Garo as well. And Nina is the one who points out, "This is a little costumey." Mm-hmm. <laughs> and Garo's look goes, "Yes, it is. I do that too." Yes, he doesn't. Yeah. He doesn't. He immediately agrees with her. It's like, yeah, yeah, it's uh, yeah, it's a costume. It's costumey. So, um. So it seems, you know, kind of like goes along with it. But all right. Ready for Tessa? Yes. All right. So let's get to it. Here comes Tessa and her mom's ceramic studio. There are um, it's it's fitted with real pottery on the walls and all of mm-hmm. these. Um, uh Oh gosh, like these floating shelves. So there's a lot of floating shelves going on. And then of course there's a potter wheel in the middle yes. of the room where the, the model wearing the strappy kimono inspired thing sits at the wheel and does her best to. I'm, right. So like yeah, mold to pots. Throw I some, mean, some clay, but take a look at the, take a look at the like head to toe shot of the model yes i mean this is like ridiculous it actually makes no sense to me um it is not very wearable it's also kind of confusing as to how it is that you actually get into it even though um you know the silhouette in and of itself is quite simple but it's just really right but she took that like crop top jacket that we were talking about and then she like sewed these honking big like floor length sleeves onto it like everything is sort of rectangular panels sewn on to very basic garment shapes 
Yeah. Yeah. And and that is supposed to be an idea. Right. <laughs> like this is this is not minimalism. Oh no. This is her, this is what she says is her maximalist. Uh-huh. This, she's she's being a maximalist here. Um, yeah. which is quite uh disconcerting in a way yeah. because if you could take off oh gosh those sleeves and the straps are hanging down this poor model had to take off this top to actually throw the right. um the the clay so she wasn't even really wearing the entire outfit right. the whole time and to work the insulation away tessa wanted her to do there's no way she could do this in this outfit but if you, but then like she she goes to take it off. I mean, and you have like this crazy skirt thing with like a belt, and um and these again these straps hanging down. You look at the sort of weird apron thing mm-hmm. that she's wearing underneath that. That's like the white, you, you know, that's the sort of um, linen-y or or musliny looking piece that's underneath the the multicolored skirt and it doesn't make any sense either mm-hmm. like she's got these straps that go around the back like nothing is tailored no it's all just sort of attached to each other you know and the daring piece of it is that she's willing to like let it get messy and and cardi b is like mm, yeah <laughs> i don't throw pots it's yeah. like <laughs> yeah yeah because you know cardi b is us all um, yeah at all of her interactions with the designers where she's like you need to look at how this would look in a window as opposed to or how as opposed to like a runway like would you really right. want this on a runway and for her she's like something is missing here and i think for her a concept an idea tailoring is missing um also it 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 kind of looks like a really loose fitting and I don't know, like just be, I don't know, like just like a shredded, tattered outfit. Yeah. And even, you know, the model, I'm not really sure what her cup size is, but she even, she looks very unsupported in this as well. And well, it's kind of like she's in a binder. Yeah. Like it's like, like it's, it's sort of sewn like it's a, like it's a binder. Hmm. Yeah. Um, which could be fine, but it, um, like look at, at 45, 12. Okay. So 45, 12. Okay. Oh, wow. I'm right there. So, yes. Like, you know, like what's going on with these straps on the skirt? Like there's, so basically she just has these strips that come up over the lavender waistband and are, and flop over on the top. And then you'd see what's going on on the top with like, again, that sort of lavender over the shoulder mm-hmm. band. Mm-hmm. But I think that's actually diagonal. I don't think there's one on the other side. It's like it it has like as many construction issues as anything of Rakan's or Jamal's at yeah. this point. Yeah, yeah. Um, her excuse is... That she was going for something a little bit more avant-garde. Yes. Because Carly points it out. She's like, yeah, this looks, just has an unfinished quality to it. It just looks yeah. messy. Um, yeah, they're all very, yeah. very confused by it. 
And yeah. I think the only real compliment they had was from um, was from Linda, where she says the lavender is pretty amazing. And that was a Christian Siriano suggestion. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. Yeah. Also, you know, Brandon shadily parades a finished him in front of her. But I, but I also think that he was he had a look on his face where I think he was actually happy for her. Um, and of course, this is the moment where he discovers or she reveals to them her philosophy of wabi sabi. Yeah. Um, because I think on the spot, she's coming up with her, her artist statement <laughs> to try to defend herself. And it's basically like, I'm into my mom who is this amazingly self-taught ceramicist. And I love her passion. I love her skill and wabi sabi. And then is like, mm. what? Wabi sabi. Mm. What is that? Is that why your hymns are always wrong? <laughs> so, yeah. So yeah, yeah. Uh, man. All yes. Right. On to Sebastian. On to Sebastian. Um, also in your bracket, and uh, Sebastian's worried because he the room is still not up to snub for him. Right. It's not communicating what he wants it to communicate. And I guess the I guess the ropes are supposed to be sort of vines. Oh my gosh! But you could have gotten fake vines or you could have made vines out of that cardboard paper yeah of course i mean i'm I'm just saying like looking at it now i guess like yeah yeah and there, I thought there, were, and like there are two the mirrors like the mirrors that were going to make it look like there were so many columns now there are two mirrors hooray <laughs> oh my god it's like we're in a forest so of it looks columns. like there are eight columns yeah but i mean more importantly what sebastian has done is come up with like a belt like he's like he's basically sewn a band yeah. around around the waist of the dress to try to um, give some more definition to those but between those two um, rows of pleats. Yeah. And then he it looks like he also did this thing. Um, so there's so there's a. a a row of triangles at the top that's sort of the bust line. Mm-hmm. Then there's a row of triangles at the at the hip. And then there's um, a reversal of that that heads out to make like the the where the skirt kind of fans out. Mm-hmm. And do you see how he like I'm looking at like 45, 48. Okay. He's got this sort of. Um, like he. He added the band in, right, to give some definition. But then also, like further down, he put in some. Uh, he he like sewed another row. Uh, it's it's not like an actual band. It doesn't look like. Yeah. But you see how he put that. Uh, he he emphasized another line just below the second. Yes. Batch of pleats. Yeah, I see that. So I think that actually helps connect it to like the column structure a little bit more like it like i'm getting the like the column narrative is making more sense yeah yeah it definitely helped because he is essentially um and i and that's another thing like i i think he wanted to make a statue and that's all he thought he's like i want it to be sculptural and that's the only word that was in his head but what he ended up making and not communicating so he did not communicate exactly what he wanted or 
clearly in English or Spanish to this, you know, yeah. the, the consultant, quote unquote. And so it's kind of like when you're asking or when he's saying, like, it's not communicating who I am. I don't really think he knows who he is as a designer. Right. He hasn't communicated to us that he understands. But right. I totally agree. In the context of this, it does look like a column. And it's it works out. It, it just happened to have worked out um, really wonderfully. And also, I you know, and you can see on even on the, the cheat sheet that um, the columns aren't perfect. The loops aren't mm-hmm perfect like the distance between them are kind of off and some of them are collapsing even in this picture so whoever styled this image or styled Mimi didn't catch those details right but um also the um the bottom part of it like the the hem is very uneven mm-hmm. um but it's kind of like this is what you can do in two days that's right kind of insane that yeah. it's a really well I mean, it's a it's a difficult dress to make, and Brandon points that out that he's hanging double faced wool on tulle. Yeah, and Brandon's like, I would never do this. Right, right. <laughs> never do this because it's too hard. Yeah. Um. So yeah. So it's kind of like I, you know, but just kind of maybe unconsciously he kind of actually made it work in the space. <laughs> what he right. was able to make because he could pull off this structure and it looks less keeny. Right. So, so they so they come to talk to him about this room, and and people are like, "What the hell with like the yellow, um, with this yellow and purple?" Yeah, and yeah. and Sebastian, <laughs> God bless his soul, tries to come up with a story about, well, this is her dream world, mm-hmm. like she wanted to live in her dream world and to escape like into fantasy and so it's all super colorful and and uh immediately gets a, a like a shenanigans response from linda you know from linda she's yeah. like uh <laughs> so how come like the dress isn't colorful like if it's her yeah. fantasy how come the dress isn't colorful like is this her fantasy dress but why yeah. if it's her fantasy dress why is it gray right why yeah great questions linda I mean, because she was yeah. like, it doesn't. On the other hand, she's like, she totally loves, like, what's going on. She gets what's going on with the stitching and the construction. Yeah, yeah. You know, and they so they talk about it being attached to the charmeuse, like mm-hmm. all of this stuff. Um, yeah. And also so. Cardi B, like, she comes back and is all of us is like, again. She's like, I love this dress, but it doesn't really go with the room. And like, yes, right? Yeah, yes, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, was, does she say, like, the room's giving me a headache? Yeah, she's like, I don't know. This is just, <laughs> it's clashing. <laughs> yeah. And I also, I you know, again, with Linda, I have to go back, because she calls the room very generously an almost electric yellow. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's like, no, yeah. not quite. <laughs> it's <laughs> the ugliest yellow you could probably buy in a store. Yes. Um. All right, so ready for Hester? Ready for Hester. Oh my gosh. And her Rococo forest. Her Rococo yes. picnic forest, I guess. And um, yeah, Hester, I think, is trying her best to be positive. And I also mm-hmm. want to note, again, Thijin is the best. So Thijin kind of talks Hester off the ledge uh, right. as well. And I think I, I forgot to mention that um, before Sebastian's breakdown because it kind of overshadowed it. I think if Thijin hadn't been there, then Hester probably would have pulled a Sebastian. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so... Anyway, so let's go to her room. Nina yeah. loves it. Well, people love the room. Yeah. 
The room is you amazing. Know. Yeah. Um, and then her outfit. So Nina also loves it. I mean, I shouldn't say love it. She's like, look at the harness and look at the colors. I think this is this, but there's some fit issues. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, considering like where this, um, where this top was not that long ago, mm-hmm. it's kind of amazing that it exists at all, but it, but it is like, like Hester's trick is that she relies on, on, um, on lacing to make up for a lack of tailoring. Hmm. Right. So if you look at the back of this, of this, um, top, like at 4757, again, there's like lacing, um, n- you know, not on, un- not unlike corsetry. Yeah. Yeah. Um, in the back to sort of finesse how tight everything is. Yeah. And she did that with the bathing suit. She's It's a thing that she does consistently. Yeah. She likes using strings and, yeah. you know, different, yeah, like a lot of strips and, of fabric. Yeah. Adjustable straps so that you can like sort of get it together later on. Like you don't have to necessarily, um, you know, you don't have to necessarily get it all right in the in the tailoring right um but you know brandon's not so excited about it yeah because he can see like he's more thrown off by the fit issues and not necessarily the overall aesthetic of it and you know he's pointing at the bodice and how she's using those d-rings and i just feel like no one ought to buy d-rings ever again after last week's fiasco with tessa mm-hmm. and that skirt and then here we have um hester and it's not really serving her very well either right. um yeah 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 um elaine and carly also descend upon hester mm-hmm. and um it's even more negative than before. So I would say Nina, Linda and Brandon had a pretty good balance where they complimented her on the room. And, you know, overall, I think Nina also loves the playfulness and kind of got it, but Mm -hmm. Elaine and Carly are just like, no, you've done better. You've done a lot better. Um, And Cardi B also would not wear that top. So, yes. Yeah. So it's not, you know, I'm, I'm not surprised. It's like, yeah. 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 It's not, it's not the best. Yeah. So, um, we, so the judges gather, um, and kind of let Cardi essentially give her last words before they let mm-hmm. her go to jet set someplace else or put on the amazing concert. Um, also she is wearing a custom Christian Siriano suit. <laughs> Of course. <laughs> and um, I also point that out because I remember I forgot about this moment where they're in Tessa's um, installation and Tessa's trying to, I guess, suck up to Cardi B a little bit. It's like, Cardi, if you want to sit at that potter's table, you can. And Chris is like, um, not in this suit that I made for her. Yeah. She's not getting this dirty today. Yeah. So, yeah. But yeah. any Anything else about this? installation and experiential fashion moment first ever in the history of project runway no but i wonder how much how um how 
you should ask your friends, were they allowed to speak at full volume in the background or did they have to pretend to be excited and interact? Because it's like that's a lot of that's a lot of additional audio to have to clean up later on in the on the mic. I know that's a good question because we do have little moments here and there, and I, I, t- I tell you, I paused all the way through looking for them, uh-huh. and I couldn't find them. But um, you know, they sit at this one table with these two guys who're just like, oh my god, like that one, the Garo guy loved yes. it. Yes. And then someone else is like, oh, my gosh, it looks so playful. You know, they're having fun, and they've chosen their people who are they're right. featuring and definitely probably boom mic them. Um, didn't seem like anyone was actually mic'd up personally. Yeah. yeah. So that also could be it as well. So I'm I'm wondering, you know what? I'll ask them that. We'll see. We'll, we'll, we'll get to the bottom of this. Yeah. All right. So they asked Cardi B, who does she like the most? And for her, her winner is even though I thought his moon was a stinking ass mess, I like <laughs> Sebastian. So Sebastian's yeah. her favorite. Uh huh. Um, I love that because yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, it's wonderful. So I mean, so we can talk about this next portion all together because they actually deliberate the entire season. Um, we leave the warehouse and they walk back into the workroom across the navy yard. I think. Mm-hmm. And they have all their looks out. So some of them are on racks and then some of them are on mannequins. I think their top outfits are on mannequins. And so this is the first time that Linda is seeing them. Um, right. But again, this is very cumulative. It's And also, I would say on Twitter, it got a really great uh, response because this, you know, we usually get flashbacks. But also this is, it's just so obvious that they're looking at their entire collection or the, you know, um, the long line of every outfit that they've made in these challenges and asking the question that they do every year, who do we want to see make a collection from whom right. do we want to see more? Hey, can I, 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 something just like strikes me Yeah. as to like, where was our stylist guru at this for this challenge? <gasps> oh my gosh. You mean Marnie? Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh my like goodness. If, Good like question. if there is like a single challenge that's like made for Marnie, it's this. Oh man. Oh. You know what? I'm wondering if this filmed around a time when Beyonce was doing something major. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just I just want to throw it out there. It's like that like such a strong presence in the early part of the season and I then know. like and then gone. nothing. Yeah. Wow, no. A little I, weird. Yeah, it is It is really strange. Oh, no, now I feel like there was a little bit of a hole there. Kind of a loss. Yeah. Um, also, in terms of just helping them feel a little bit more sure, I think Marnie's energy yes. definitely would have helped a lot. Yeah. Man. All right. Wow. Maybe it was. Maybe Marnie was just like, I only want to work with Rakan. Rakan's gone now. <laughs> Forget it. I'm out. <laughs> He's like, who else is left? Uh, <laughs> never mind. No, yeah. I'm good. Yeah, yeah. That also could have been that too. Um, so. Yeah. All right. Okay, so we're in the workroom and we start out with Bishmi. Yes. So I thought Elaine said something very shocking to me. She says mm-hmm. that Bishmi is the only designer who showed them bigger and better than the last time. 
Um, only because, again, I was just worried that they'd get him for making something that we've seen before. Uh-huh. So for Elaine to say that, I was like, huh, you're so into detail, and I think he's done better than, than uh-huh. this outfit. This outfit's great, but he's done better. So, yeah. um, you know, kind of thought of that as, okay, no, that's her bid to get Bishmi in there, definitely. Just, like, uh-huh. nail on the on the winner board. Yes, and and nobody um, and 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 Bishmi's model does an amazing job of never letting on that her hair is sewn into the <laughs> thing. Yep. Right. Like you would think that was going to be a plot point that we were going to hear about. Nope. That's how good she is. <laughs> yep. Um. Yeah. Linda points out the range, and mm-hmm. I thought that was a really good observation for a lot of the judges because I think unwittingly um, he showed range as opposed to the next person, Garo. But right. um, yeah, but any, any, anything else about Bishmi's go with the judges? Nope. I'm, I'm good. All right. So, so talk about range. So we have Garo next. And I think this is the moment where, you know, seeing them all lined up, that Christian realizes that there is a cincher or a, or a corset structure in all but one outfit. Right. And he's like, oh, wow. It's like, that's a cincher. That's a, oh. And Brandon gives him this look like, wait, you're just seeing this now? No. <laughs> Every freaking episode, except for the one where he was on the bottom, he has right. put a corset in, in yeah. that outfit. And so, yeah. Um. We also get a, a wonderful montage of the times that Nina has just raked him through the mud. Yes. Telling her how much she thinks he sucks. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but yeah. she's converted. Like, she's all all for it. And I think for her, um, he has had probably the greatest transformation and is most improved. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, he's it's it is true that he basically has one silhouette right yeah. it's 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 a you know a, a nipped in waist and a and pointy shoulders yes um and uh you know okay like it doesn't mean that there haven't been some great things i'd still i think his elton john thing which was much more um parliament or labelle is, mm-hmm. is still like really great yeah. But that also really played to his strengths. Yeah. Yeah. And I think it's fascinating that he, I think he just sort of harmoniously lined up with how challenges on Project Runway are traditionally structured. Mm-hmm. And I think he got lucky with the timing as well, where he got to let loose with the costume. There's no way they could ding him for that. And right. And I think with the, you know, the, the the women who run New York challenge where he had the most effervescent and amazing model. Mm-hmm. And to me, it wasn't my favorite outfit, but it almost it was like it was just too hard for the judges to ding him for making a corset. And he just has kind of slid in there um, really, really well where where it counts, I think. Well, I think also a lot is to be said for he knows it's not only that he um, 
he got like a really um, uh, effervescent model. It's also it's clear that he listened to her. Yeah, yeah. It's clear that he knew how to talk to her in a way that allowed her to be effervescent. Yeah, like that allowed like you know, I mean. I think like that's like a thing that like Jamal could not do, right? It's like he had a he had like a super sweet and enthusiastic model and he just couldn't but he he couldn't like find a language to let her be like, No, I wanted like a big pink you know, mm-hmm. I wanted a big pink princess dress for my ball right. for prom and I got it and you know Yeah. Yeah. I mean, there were obviously there were super problems with that garment and everything like that. But I think that there is something to be said for I I mean, I said this early on about Garo and I don't know if it's exactly true, Mm -hmm. but my take is that he's like a working class guy from New York. Mm -hmm. And so he gets it about like, you know, a working class woman from New York wanting to like be fancy and feel Mm -hmm. good. Mm -hmm. You know, that's, that's like, that makes sense to yeah. him. Yeah. No, I, I totally agree. So yeah. anyway, <laughs> on to Sebastian. On to Sebastian. Um, so I think Linda wants this to be the winner. She's, mm-hmm. she's all gung ho for it. And I think it's, there's an interesting exchange between Christian and Brandon because for Christian, you know, having all of these lined up in a row, he's just like, well, he can make amazing clothes, but what's the story? Where, where, where is a narrative here? And, right. and I, and I think that's totally valid. And I think what Brandon brought up was valid as well. He's like, but he's such a great, amazing maker of clothes that I don't care what his story is. Right. I want to wear every single thing and that's it. Like I will buy all of this and yeah yeah i just thought uh man i think sebastian so where do you where do you land between those two poles well i think sebastian and i've been saying this about you know i say this about michelle on the all-star season and a couple of i think tess as well and jamal i think sebastian needs a residency i think mm-hmm. he needs some serious critique he needs mm-hmm. to be challenged a little bit more there's there's something there's a disconnect between and I think if he doesn't have a story he needs to be okay with that I think he's in this mode where he looks around and um is still you know comparing himself but very unsure of the skills that he actually has if you told him you can make whatever you want he doesn't believe that even though he could definitely do that so you know with Sebastian I I I just would like for him to develop a little bit of strength internally, you know, and I'm, I'm okay with him not having a story, although I think he does. Mm -hmm. And I think when he starts to develop a little bit more of his own um, strength around his, like whatever concept he wants to start with, then he'll figure that out. Like it'll, it'll, it'll come to him. That's what I believe could happen. Mm -hmm. Cause I, I agree with Christian and Brandon. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Weird way. And, and in a way it doesn't matter, but I, I, I don't think he knows enough about himself for that to, for me to, to, to like, just be okay with being like, you don't need a story. I was like, but I'm, I would be telling Sebastian that he doesn't need a story. Sebastian won't be telling me that he doesn't care about right. his story. So about showing us a story. Right. Yeah. If that makes sense. I mean, 
I I have to say, like when I see like those four dresses of Sebastian's lined up, mm-hmm. like it's not like I don't have any sense of who it is that he thinks he's designing for. Mm-hmm. It seems super consistent to me. Right. Um, and so the thing about having a story, like I kind of don't care. Um, I do think, I think your thing about the residency is smart because I think what he does need is somebody who matches him in technical skill going to him and saying like, okay, well, this is why you wouldn't do this. Mm-hmm. Or this is like where in the design process you kind of got yourself stuck. Yeah. And so you, if you look at this way of cutting it, then you could like get a very different effect or you could change things around mm-hmm. because I think that's like, I think he sort of conceives of a technique for treating the fabric and then he puts himself in these positions where he can't then it's very hard for him to make adjustments. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I don't know. That's, that's, I think you're right. If he, but if he, if he's working with somebody who can really speak to his technical strengths, um, and then also allow him to think more expansively about, about design solutions, then I think he doesn't need, he doesn't need a story. Mm-hmm. You know, I think that's kind of one of those weird myths that keeps getting put out. It's a sort of shorthand that they use on this show all the time mm-hmm. that, that sometimes is not helpful. Yeah. It's shorthand for, I think, cohesion. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And it's, it's, I, you know, and I think out of everyone, you're right. I, I, I agree. Sebastian has been the most consistent and in terms of cohesion. That's, you know, he's been doing this technique over and over again. You have Garo with a different type of cohesion, but yeah, no, I, I I agree. No, I mean, I think that the clothes look like you. I I mean, I agree that like you'd sort of want to wear them. They look like they would be interesting on you, but it also doesn't look like it imposes an identity for the type of person that you are, which is, I think, what the thing that they like in mm-hmm. a weird way, like Hester mm-hmm. has a ton of story. Yeah. Right. Her story is very clear to the point that it's like, okay, if I don't feel like everybody thinking of me as this person, I can't wear these clothes. Yeah. That's... I, I think that's not the case with, with Sebastian. Yeah. I think that's why Linda really loves Sebastian's clothes. Uh, Linda Bergdorf, Linda, mm-hmm. as opposed to Hester, because, you know, with Hester, she describes her as unmarketable. Yeah. So, and I, yeah, I think the specificity of her narrative, her story really is tough. Mm-hmm. And, but still has merit as well, you know? So yeah. it's not, it's, it's just against what you want to go for. And I think Bergdorf is one of those weird places to me, especially New York. I've never been inside of it, but I've seen the documentary mm-hmm. that kind of skirts around it. Um, I feel the same way about Neiman's and a lot of these other high end Right. Um, department stores where they kind of they straddle that line between tacky and you know Ford thinking a little futuristic but still very 
wearable, they're, but they're fancy lady shops. Yeah, they're where they're where fancy ladies go. Yeah, and it's, and I think like some fancy ladies who might want to just wear some crazy electric animal print sometimes, or right. Yeah, yeah, just that how right. those things exist. But for the most part, it's um, it's yeah, it's still yeah, it's still fancy, fancy lady wearable. Yeah. Um, but we, yeah, let's get into Hester. Yeah. Although one other thing that I want to say is that like, since I, I realized it, like looking at Sebastian's lineup of outfits, um, it's like, uh, oh my God. So there's somebody on staff who's in charge of keeping, like when you have the unconventional challenge. Mm-hmm. Like, someone's in charge of, like, archiving all of those garments and kind of keeping them in reasonable shape. Yep. So that in case you have to do pickup shots later on or whatever, it's like, so that leaf dress that, oh. <laughs> that Sebastian made, but, like, sewing all those leaves on there, somebody's been, like, taking care of that for, like, a, you know, a month now. Wow. Yeah. Didn't like, even... wow, no. <laughs> Like it just dawned on me that, yeah, yeah, that's kind of crazy. And even thinking of, I mean, we all again to bring up Austin Scarlet from season mm-hmm. one, right? With that cornhusk dress that he just left out overnight and it shriveled up. Yeah. Um. You know, I think thankfully these are already dry leaves, but definitely someone probably put it in like a fridge. <laughs> right. But for all of their, yeah, I'm sure that there's some technique for like you know, re-wetting them down or yeah. whatever, or, you know, but, but I mean, think about all of the stuff that we've seen come down the runway over the years and there's somebody on staff tasked with like maintaining that stuff at least for a while. Oh my gosh. That's such a, oh my gosh. I'm writing this question down just in case. Um, cause <laughs> we, I, we I mean, on production. if you work in production, yeah, cause show, I w- get to us, please, like what's the archivist stuff like? Please tell us. Are this- no, I'm I'm really I'm writing this down because this is a great question. Uh production. Yeah, that's amazing. Um <laughs> because uh, I don't think we see Hester's Do we see her uh, official challenge dress? I don't think we yeah, do. Yeah, I don't I don't rem- even remember what it was, but Yeah, um but but in speaking about Hester, um Clearly, it's very different. Oh, yeah, from we Sebastian. do see it. It's, we 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 see it in the montage. Okay. It's like the ropes, like she did. She remember she did like the. Oh yeah, the, the um the the what do you call those? Uh, yeah. Bungee cords. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Right, right. Right. Um, and Carly points out that she's won more than anyone else, which I totally forgot. <laughs> she's won three challenges. Um, and I would say Nina calls her out as a like a like a a comment of from respect that when she did have immunity all those times she pushed herself even when it was terrible um so in thinking of what would you like to see next or what would you like to see from another person it definitely is i think a go for sebastian garo and bishmi and the bottom two are tessa and hester yes so, so speaking of, te- I mean, okay, we are piling on Tessa. I know, today. I know. Um, so but sorry. just quickly, go to fifty-five twenty-eight. Okay. Let me go back. All right, I'm there. 
Yep. So we're looking at Tessa's Four. lineup. Yeah. Oh my god. And I mean, these things look um clunky. Even and, her winning outfit looks clunky. Yeah, because you have the winning look. Well yeah, the the one that Sebastian made for her is number yeah. two. And then her gaming outfit with the, as a Miller's daughter, who is mm-hmm. really her. And then the um, Asia's outfit from the Causeway is the is number four. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's really drab and kind of yeah. sad. Well, and and even though there's like the, um, in, and even though there's the the like oh the unfinished edges are supposed to be like raw and whatever even the stuff that's just like stitched together like her like her straps and stuff it just looks like puckered and bad yeah it's interesting because it also is um kind of like what what you can see what happens to unfinished edges when you actually wear them or when it actually have to you know stand the test of time and it hasn't really been that long but already to me it feels like they're falling apart (laughs) Yeah. Like their structure, their integrity is just not good. Yeah. Um and what I liked before, I you know, I liked that Miller's daughter outfit. I liked the overalls, but it's looking like like, you know, you can't really wear it for that long. You can't wear it that often. It's just it's not gonna hold up. So Yeah. Yeah. Um also I think with Nina, Tessa got the kiss of death because Nina says, and Nina is a champion of minimalism. Right. And she's like, well, you know, it's hard to have this huge fanfare with browns and blacks and grays. Maybe she does not need a big runway show. I was like, mm-hmm. oh, no, that means that's 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 over. You're It's yeah. over for Tessa. So, yeah. Um yeah. Anything else before we move on to? Nope. All right. They they head on over to the runway. To take a seat. They get to sit down. Yes. I feel like that's the only reason why they did this. Yeah. <laughs> it's like your chairs are over there. Mm-hmm. Um, so, Nayland, who is the winner of this challenge? And who is the first designer announced to New York Fashion Week. It is our it is our favorite nervous baby, Garo. Uh, yeah. Is, or did I Yes. It's yeah, Garo. no, it is. Right. It's Garo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Um yeah. so I have this okay, because I all right, and I made that noise because the thing that I was really Okay, I was surprised because Elaine actually was like i'm gonna put up a fight for garo and i thought elaine usually is a person who goes in the opposite direction or i feel like you know whatever elaine likes doesn't really matter but i feel like this time she won and (laughs) garo won um yeah yeah but also it's not it doesn't even really matter like who won this this challenge because we get right, to it's see... not like they get immunity, but he is—he is the first person going to the going, yeah, going to uh, going to the finale. Yes, yes, 
And then um, we have our next two who are easily going to go, and we've already noted it. Right. Um, man, we have Bishmi mm-hmm. and Sebastian. Right. So they are locked in. And then right. we have the dun-dun-dun, the lowest scores is like yeah. Tessa and Hester. Yeah. So um, I uh, think this uh, is yeah. kind of the moment – where Hester is like, if they send me home over this girl here, I am going to like throw some hands because, (laughs) you know, I, you know, I think that, I think that Hester feels like definitely I belong in the bottom. I was a, I was a hot mess, Mm -hmm. but I was not like that, hot a mess right right you know um but but nayland who is the remaining designer who gets to go to fashion week it is hester yeah it is it is it is your ray of sunshine yay i have someone in the finale barely yes Yes. (laughs) what i what i love here is that it's like okay so tessa's out and um and uh and brandon says like i don't think you should look at this as a loss <laughs> and i was just that i just noted like uh, she won't <laughs> <laughs> so correct <laughs> No, she's just like, oh, so, no. So nice of you to say, Brandon. Yeah, it's like, no, yeah, I didn't no, lose. You guys were wrong. Yeah. So yeah. I should yeah. be in the final four. Yeah. You guys made the wrong decision. There's something wrong with you, not me. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, Because Tessa, you know, she kind of reacts, and she doesn't really emote all that much. She's clearly disappointed, I would say. and But she, in her talking head, goes, uh, so I gave them everything they wanted. Right. Of course I'm yeah. disappointed, but like, you know, yeah. it's, I did, I did the assignment. I did my job. I did a really good job. I'm proud of what I made. And there's nothing you can say to convince me that there's something wrong with it. I think yeah. you just guys chose it wrong. I'm a Miller's daughter. Yeah. They yeah. wanted bigger and bolder. I gave them an immersive interactive room. Right. Blah, blah. So now I'm going to sit by myself while, like, everybody celebrates in the other room. Yeah. And I'm just going to. And I, and I know that I'm, I know that they're all celebrating in the other room. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm going to, you know, she's just, like, burying her feelings. Like, she's, you know, yeah. it's, this is rough. Also, because I thought that there was going to be a top three. And that's why we choose three for our brackets, because that's tradition. But uh-huh. this time they just kind of went out and it's there. There's four. I wasn't aware of this. Did I miss something? Did you know that there was going to be a top four? I mean, I think that they've just given up on, um, <laughs> on like the, on all of these shows. They just don't even bother like having a final three anymore because mm-hmm. there's always a final four with like a fake out or like right. a, you know, it's just, they just don't even bother anymore. It's just, it's going to be four. That's yeah, that. Yeah. Okay. That makes sense. Um, 
so, all right. This is something else that was kind of controversial on Twitter. They get $10,000 as their budget. Yes. And five months. I mean, good. This is this is vintage old school Project Runway. This yeah. is Bravo Project yeah. Runway, not Lifetime, where they got yeah. six weeks. Yeah. To make like 12 <laughs> looks. And a hearty handshake. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> And also a visit from Tim in week right. five and a half, you know? Yeah. Yeah, because I had to, you know, school people on Twitter. Right. Because they're just like, oh, my God, they get so much time. Like, that's normal. Because Christian Siriano, I think, got six months on his season. Yes. The, yeah, early on it was six months. Yes. Yeah. So now this time around, Christian Siriano will be the Tim Gunn. Mm-hmm. And we'll be visiting the designers two months in. So this makes me very excited because I do think that the collections will be that much better if they have more time and a real visit and, and some time to actually adjust yeah. and, you know, and change things up with a midway visit like normal. So anyway, mm-hmm. I, I just am so happy that they're giving them a ton of time. And again, it kind of... Uh, it, you know, it, it it definitely makes sense as to why they filmed in the winter, in the middle of winter in mm-hmm. Brooklyn, so they can get ready for September for yeah. Fashion Week. So they have a we see a final four way hug. Yep, it's very sweet. And they all get their time behind the scrim. They're just so adorable. Yes. These are the best ones. I just yeah. feel like it's kind of like the Fantastic Four in a way. Like they all have their their special powers. And uh, they're just a really cool group of people. Mm-hmm. They're cool individually. And Tessa's gone. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, yeah. Yeah. And Tessa, Tessa, you know, giving her credit. She's very gracious. I think they're all um, sensitive to her. So they do a lot of yeah. their celebration outside yes. of the waiting room. Yes. And they, they dumb it. They, not dumb it down. But they, like, tamp it down for her. Yeah. Good. Um, yeah. So Christian has to send her away to, you know, to to clean up her workspace. And uh, oh my goodness, that is the that is the penultimate episode. Or yeah, maybe we don't know. Maybe next week is I, today's going to be a show, and then we'll have I one next week. I kind of think. I mean, you we you know, I looked at coming attractions. You know, on uh, I I watch it on uh, on Amazon Video. Mm-hmm. And so they include the um, next week teaser reel, and there's nothing about anything on a runway. Okay. On the teaser reel, so that makes me think like, no, there, there, it's 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 part one of the finale. Okay, good. All right. So I'm I'm very happy about that because we get to spend some real time. Yeah. In looking at what they're making. Oh my gosh, I'm so excited. Yes. And and you know, and of course it experiencing like whatever the twist is going to be it's going to be a new look i'm calling it there's probably a new look maybe too. um yeah um but uh it also makes me think that maybe so are we gonna have um finale with patricia yes yes cool it's gonna be a finale three okay um even though it's it it, it kind of goes against my my pun my favorite pun which is the finale three or the final three or the dream three 
Uh-huh. But um, but no. So yes, we're all going to be able to talk it out because we all have a stake in this bracket, especially. And um, also, it's the workroom podcast tradition. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah, this is so great. I'm glad we were able to do this. Yeah, same here. Uh, and but before we go, Nayland, mm-hmm. can you share with people anything that you would like for them to know about what you're up to or been up to? And then, how can people find you? Well, if you want to, um, if you want to uh, do something before you watch tonight's episode. Um, tonight I have a piece in a group show that's opening at Postmasters Gallery in New York. Um, part of our, um, 50th, uh, anniversary of Stonewall celebration. Um, that's, that starts at six. Um, and then, uh, if you want to track me down online, I'm Naylan Blake on Twitter. Um, Naylan W. Blake on Instagram. Um, and, uh, my website is naylandblake.net. Um, if you do, if you, if you do want to follow me, um, because of the show, uh, let me know. Cause that would be super fun to talk to people about the show. It doesn't happen a whole lot <laughs> on those platforms, but I would be glad to do it. Yeah. Um, and Ernest, how can people get a hold of you? Yes. So y'all can get a hold of me, of course, on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at Arinez, um, or through our workroom platforms as well on Twitter and Facebook, and also through my website, ErinezDavis.com. And also, just, you know, shout out to Corinne Beardsley. Um, she wrote an article about me in <gasps> Front Runner Magazine. Oh my so gosh. I had a wonderful conversation with her, and I'm featured there. So, <laughs> so that, that link is in the show notes as you know and it's it's out there i'm very really really proud of it and so she talks about or we talk about my um uh the residency that i just filled um, finished up with and i swear the reason why i'm suggesting that sebastian do residency is not because i just did a residency <laughs> you know it's not like like i did it so you should do it i'm you know i genuinely think that they all do because i also think residencies are helpful they're they're amazing ways of working out questions and learning about yourself so they're wonderful um I also want to give a shout out to Samelia. So we do have some listeners who have been asking about her. And again, um, you can find her online um, on her website, textileshop.com. Please follow her on Instagram and Facebook and see what she's been up to. So she has a t- two Twitter accounts, one um, at Samelia Kolar and then one as Textile Shop. So follow both to see all of the, the amazing things she's doing down in Memphis. And those links are also on um in the show notes so yeah um <laughs> and also we have patricia's information too and of course you can find um them on uh i think all of the social mediums at sense insight s-e-n-s-e-a-n-d-s-i-g-h-t great oh my gosh we're so busy <laughs> we're up to a lot um and so Naylan, last but not least i want to thank you so much for waking up after your your jet setting adventures to the west coast and chatting um so wonderfully about the show oh that is that is a lovely thank you but you know what would be a bigger thank you what if some of our impassioned listeners would leave five star reviews 
on Apple Podcasts for us to help other people join in the fun and find the show. Follow the dulcet tones of Naylan's voice. <laughs> Follow the instructions. I was momentarily possessed <laughs> by the spirit of NPR. And if you want to ensure that that never happens again, yeah, and just I, leave that five-star review. And I want to acknowledge that we have gotten an uptick of reviews. And thank you to you, Naylan, and Patricia, because you both keep me accountable. And and I, and I would say that you are kind of holding up that end of things because I always forget. <laughs> and you guys are so supportive and so wonderful. And the same to you, listeners. Thank you so much for sending um, wonderful words and your suggestions. And also, you know, taking some time to write some reviews. I really appreciate it. And again keep the conversation going and if you're on twitter join me tonight i'm gonna be live tweeting that stuff it's gonna be fun and it would be great to hear from y'all um and then i think that's it Any, anything else Neilan? you know i'm i'm remembering one other thing um which if you are a listener in london um go on over to the hayward gallery uh in in um, at South Bank Center in London, and you can see uh, Peace of Mind in uh, a show that is opening on the 12th of June called Kiss My Genders. It's a big, giant um, group exhibition exploring gender identity, and uh, the piece that I have in it is a 12-foot uh, tall bunny suit. Oh my goodness! Um, and how did you make that? I, I, I really want to see that. So it's from June 12th until when? Uh, until September 8th. Wow. Great. Um, nice. We can talk about that off podcast. I have so many yes. questions. Okay. Oh, <laughs> uh, great. Thanks, Nayland. Um, okay. All right. So that's the end of the podcast for us. And uh, happy Project Runway Day to everyone. <laughs> and uh, until next week, we'll both say goodbye. Bye. Bye.